expect me to talk? one and all and welcome to episode 146 of do you expect us to talk i'm becca and as always joined by illustrious co-hosts chris and dave how are you both total rankers the pair of us <laughs> not off good evening folks my very own smashy and nicey <laughs> yeah although i went to see harry Enfield live a couple of years ago and it turned out that dave nice had been caught up in operation yew tree oh no <laughs> so, oh. i'm a little bit careful about being associated with that pair now uh, i won't mention them at all that's it for anyone listening in another country smashy and nicey smashy with uh uh ey on the end it's a it's a pair of uh radio djs he used to do as a character as characters yeah it was um they were really cool. white house uh, and if you could go and watch a few um sketches and then look up smashy and nicey the end of an era which is when they were they did a documentary after they'd been resigned <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. this is very like 20 30 years old now yeah 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 yeah, yeah it is but, um yeah it's still very you know still very funny and classic gem of classic British comedy. Yeah. What was their catchphrase? I mean, I know they kept playing the same song, but that was that was a gag. They always ended Let's up rock. With yeah. Blackman Turner <laughs> Overdrive. Let's rock. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah, that, that's what they would play at the end of every sketch. Yeah. <laughs> Legend. Yeah. Anyway, listeners, as you may have gathered, we have reached the end of this particular phase of our journey through the MCU and we have come to our rankings episode we've only ever done about three but I know from well this will be the third but I know our bond ranking episode particularly is like one of our more popular episodes people seem to enjoy them so but you've got to have a decent run of episodes to be able to do it I mean we're not going to be able to do one at the end of Mission Impossible it'd be about 20 minutes long wouldn't it (laughs) (laughs) you can tell you the order now (laughs) probably probably with a couple of like not sure's but roughly Mm. I think Um, any film series with like yeah. At least six films in this, you know, six yeah, to ten films in the series. You got to have over ten to even yeah. consider it. So I think we might consider a Star Wars ranking later in this year because we've been asked several times, always by the same person, but he asks a lot. Hmm. Um, so we might consider that. But yeah, we've only ever done two of these before. We did one for Bond and we did one for uh, Star Trek as well. It's only natural that we do one for the MCU. Yeah, I don't know when we'll next do one. I don't know. <laughs> We do another film that's massive. Pixar or something. I don't know. Disney. Uh, Apart from Star Wars, because um, obviously the Skywalker saga is ending this year. And we do all the westerns. And there'll be 11 films there. So I I still think that's pushing it. And I think the the Star Wars films, apart from the spin offs, kind of go into three blocks, really. But um, if Charlie's game, we'll, we'll do a ranking later in the year for that one. All the westerns, yeah. Well, that, that's that's four films in our version of all the westerns, so that wouldn't take very long. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, um, I suppose at the outset, um, in terms of how hard did you find this to rank, and what have, what's your thinking been behind it? Um, 
See, I, I know what I didn't find it that difficult to 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 rank these. I just kind of just did it on my. I, I listed them all out, and I just sort of like did it in order of preference. And I thought about some. I was like, oh, which one do I prefer? And I thought, yeah, you know what. But it is pretty difficult when you get like for for a large part of them for like the midsection of like of where to put it. And even in in the top end, because you got like you think of all the decent top end uh, Marvel films, you just think, oh, where Christ, how do I put that? But I thought. Once I got into it, I did. I didn't find it too difficult. Uh, that being said, um, you know them um, those things on social media. You got like God tier and that, uh, and, yeah. and, and what where like I, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're made up just to piss people off. Uh, that's pretty sure. Well, yeah, because they stick bounties in the God tier. You're, you're <laughs> fucking mental. Or it's like it was like rich tea. It's like who the fuck wants rich tea? <laughs> yeah. You eat rich tea when you're on a diet, but you're still a compulsive eater. <laughs> when you've got <laughs> nothing else in, it's like, oh well. And anyway, we know there's only one make of bourbon. Well, one make of biscuits. <laughs> that was a Freudian slip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, uh, my uh, my uh, rankings is probably going to play like that. <laughs> a lot of people. There'll be there'll, there'll be there'll be some that people go like, what the fuck is he thinking? But yeah. Um, no, I think I'm going to agree, not, agree with can, you guys. I can guess now. Chris, do not confirm or deny, but I bet he's got Thor in the top six. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> anyway, Thor. It's in there somewhere. Oh, quick, where, where did I place it? I can't remember. Don't tell us now. That ruins mm-hmm. the show. I've got Thor film so in there. That answers, that answers what my second question was going to be. Do you think your what you've got is fairly controversial? So in Chris's case, yes. Becca, are you, have you actually finished the ranking? Or I did. I, like, found, I found it really hard. <laughs> Honestly, by, by yesterday, I think it was two days ago, Becca went, I've got the top two! I, <laughs> I, like, I like the top, the top three, and then the bottom two, and I was like, oh, oh that's bad. She, she had five done. Bear in mind, we've been at this 11 months. I actually found it quite hard to do. days from recording, she goes, I've got five of them done! Like, oh I haven't done it. No, I like to save it all up to the end. I don't rank as I go... No. Um, it's, but it's, it's like you know, ranking the Bond films. It's like choosing your children, isn't it? Which is the favourite. Um, difficult to do. Um, but yeah, it, it always changes. It always changes. It depends on your mood as well. It depends on um, personal preference. Like as as Dave is always like, do you put importance? Do you put uh, in terms of like how it's how it's held? Like critically, objectively good, or in terms of personal favourite? What? How do you gauge this? And that alone is very tricky, especially when it comes to Marvel, when a lot of them are kind of... They are, like, of, of a similar standard in a very different way. So it's like, how do you... How, how how do you compare the two? I mean, I think once you get... The, the added dimension it's got that Bond doesn't have is you're ranking them as films and then as part of the whole. And you've got to, like, balance how important both of those things are. It's a bit like if every film was like Star Trek 3. I don't mean in standard, I just mean like they all relate to something else. Yeah. And then occasionally you get one that sort of stands alone. Um, do you think what you've got in any way controversial, Becca, or do you look at it and go, yeah, I think most people will get why I've done that? Um, okay, so I'm one of these people I have to constantly ask other people, is this okay, is what I'm doing right? Um, so I just I did a bit of research and saw how other more important website is ranked their films. Um, There's a more important website than ours. (laughs) (laughs) 
Just more important than us, you know. Literally gone to the CIA website and that was it. Uh, yeah, I literally went to like the top top men. Top men. Um yeah. <laughs> down in that vault. <laughs> How does the FBI rank the Marvel Cinematic Universe? <laughs> That's Hold on, what I want to know. The director. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, they they put Captain America the uh, the first Avenger right near the bottom because it was a bit near the knuckle for them. They were like, "Shit, that's completely how we work." I think I hold a Trump because he was in Japan, so on a state visit. Um, no, no, no. I, I, yeah, I think people are just going to sort of dismiss my choices and be like, "Sure about." Oh so. yeah. People are going to dismiss my choices. I won't worry about it, Becca. <laughs> uh, I, I, I kind of when I'm approaching this. I thought, okay, I'm going to do this from mainly, okay, where does, you know, in terms of its, um, how do I say it, in terms of its um, like, cultural importance, like Black Panther is, is a landmark in terms of cinema as as a whole, not just within, you know, the MCU or adaptation, comic book adaptations, but just in cinema as a whole, so obviously I'm going to rank that quite highly. Um, films like Winter Soldier, it's a callback to, you know, this paranoia thriller movies of the 70s. Um, and it's very apt to what's going on in you know in today's political landscape. Um, but then also it comes from like my own how do I approach the film? So things like Guardians of the Galaxy, which I wasn't that familiar with, um, Doctor Strange, I wasn't that familiar with, for example. And then it's also a little bit of you know did I have a good time with these films? Did I enjoy them? So I've kind of ranked them from lots of different things. So that's all, you know the cultural aspects. Um, what was, I can't I can't get my words out this. Evening. so it's kind of their cultural contribution i guess to cinema as a whole um did i have a good time with them did i enjoy them and, and that sort of thing and also in terms of their um technical prowess as well obviously i think because you can kind of see the evolution of, or certainly in terms of you know cgi as well but in, like costume makeup things like that for, for, you know for, certainly since iron man and and beyond so I sense a lot of doubt from the pair of you. Not in your choices, but like, what are people going to think of this? Funnily enough, with mine, I, I mean, I've, I, I wrote a skeleton ranking at the outset with a couple of like placeholders where I hadn't seen them yet and stuff like that. Um, and I, I agonised in about three places. I agonised right at the top. I agonised in the bottom three. The bottom three are the bottom three. They were always the bottom three, but the order of them and the logic, um, and we'll get to that. And there's a run of about three or four in the middle where I'm a little bit... I, I thought about it a lot. But now I'm sat looking at it, I just think that's a really quite an obvious ranking. I, I, obviously, there are 22 films there and so many variables that it's unlikely to match anyone's list exactly. But I look at it and go, there's not much that controversial in there. I think there are two. I think there are two films I've ranked considerably lower than... Um, most people would have them but even then i think they're in the quote-unquote correct half so i mean I, i'm not suggesting for example i mean it isn't this film for it but i'm just picking another film that ranks high but i haven't stuck the winter soldier in the bottom half or something so it, it's nothing like that so i've agonized and agonized and agonized and now i've looked at it and i think leave it alone that looks about right there's a couple that I could put round the other way. And like I say, there's a run of about four in the middle that could almost go in any order. And I do need to explain the logic almost of my bottom three because I'm not entirely consistent. In some places, I've gone a little bit off preference. In some places, I've gone a little bit off quality. Um, I think as well, I, I do sort of almost grade on a curve. There's a little bit of 
what my expectation was. Um, when we get into the bottom three, I'll explain that because there's one film I've forced myself to rank higher than I wanted simply because it was hands down my most um, disappointing experience of the whole series. But it doesn't make it the worst film of the series. And when you do rewatch the whole thing, as we did, um, you're watching a certain film rather than watching it a year after the previous one, you're watching it one week after the previous one and it does lend a different perspective i've rewatched about eight or nine of them just to be absolutely sure of my ranking particularly informing my top two and something around the bottom as well um but now i honestly i'm looking at a list now and i'm thinking no i'm perfectly happy with that after all that agonizing i, I don't have a single doubt really about what i've got and i don't think with with a couple of entries aside that even then are broadly okay I don't think I've got any shockers. I haven't got like Incredible Hulk in the top five or something. There is nothing. Is not? There is nothing there that I go. People will not understand what I've done. So yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty happy with my list. Yeah, I think. Uh, my, yeah, I think I, my tactic was the same old usual, um, in terms of quality and personal preference, with a little bit of, just, an element of what just generally stuck with me also came yeah. in what like decision making you know like oh well you know what? I think I have a bit of a I think I have more of a fondness like sort of a reminiscence about this or like or that had something about it that just that just stayed me more than say that one even though that one's like a, of a higher standard in a weird way so yeah there absolutely. was partly that but yeah that, that's that's that that was my way of going into this I was just like right what do I what do I think it is good and then I'll just fill through like which ones I prefer over the top, and it it just naturally just evolves over that, really. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I'm very taken with. There's a couple of films when we did um, Bond. I wrote a skeleton ranking, and very little changed. You know, as I went through it, there were little adjustments. But I remember submitting my list to those two. We haven't seen each other's list tonight. I think that worked better in, in Star Trek, so we, we've not shared it. Plus, Becca's still writing those, probably. <laughs> but, um, I could still be ranking them as yeah. we speak. No, no, I've done it, Quick. honest. Quick. I, done it. No, I've done it. Quick. Uh, no, I've done it. <laughs> panic, panic station. Um, it's not official till we stated it, so we could I mean, I was, just, <laughs> I was just looking at the midsection thing. Shall I just move, move, move free around now? Because I'm like, hmm. <laughs> you audibly did that during Bond. You got to a view to a kill and then named it about three films later. I know I could hear it. Yeah, move it up. <laughs> but, um, uh, but with the Bond series, when we got to, um, there are some similarities in that there's one film I've ranked perhaps a little higher based on its importance. Um, the GoldenEye effect, one could call it, because I stuck GoldenEye in the top half and on preference, I certainly wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it belonged, and I've done that here. But also with with golden uh, with the bond rankings, I remember having I submitted my list, um, and a, a day or two later, I just something wasn't sitting right, and I remember moving Skyfall down a couple of places. Um, I've had one or two of those, um, and I'll explain when we get there because there's one film in particular that's dropped about three places. Uh, but apart from that, no, it's all roughly where it was. We always, you know, as you, as we go through this, we you can always change your mind because it's verbal. But I am keeping a list, um, and I'll be keeping a list for all three of us so we can refer back. Chris, would you like to take us through the list as per previous yeah, one? Yeah, okay. So, um, oh, uh, but 
Uh, hang on. Last last order of business. Please both confirm you've got a list of twenty two films. Yes, I do. Right. Okay. <laughs> I'll just quickly count one, two, three, four, five. Oh, yeah, this is what I did. So I, I did a numbered list, and I thought, right, I'm going to write them all down and make sure I've got them all. And I haven't ended up with twenty one or twenty three or some or twenty four films. Yeah, you know? I thought get there and you go. There was a second Guardians film. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Or like, the, or like there was another Hulk film that we ranked. Do we? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And no, for, for the moment, obviously, you know, we did the, the 2008 Hulk movie, um, not including Far From Home just yet. Um, uh, not, not, not did things. We didn't include things like Venom. Um, obviously, not Howard the Duck. We've no plan with Marvel in that we might return to it next year and do three. We might return to it in four years' time and do twelve or fourteen or whatever. So, yeah, no plans, but this is our last Marvel for a long time, and we're not really going to be thinking about Marvel from now on. Although, if you want to hear what we think of Spider-Man Far From Home, Chris and I will cover it in the second volume of our summer review. The first volume we'll record next weekend, because we were going to do a Bond commentary, but, um, well, our schedule's been interrupted by a sex offender, hasn't it, Becca? (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) We were supposed to record last this last. Yeah, unfortunately, we had um, <laughs> yeah, a bit, bit of local, local but, news. Unfortunately, but after Beckham was questioned by the police. <laughs> that sounds really dodgy, but it's not. <laughs> we had to push Becca. <laughs> she said, "I'm not oh, home dear. yet." The police came. <laughs> no, so unfortunately, the the circus came to town, um, and there was unfortunately reports of a sexual assault in their local area of Salisbury. Um, they're tr- trying to chase. Obviously, trying to track down the the person who did it, they've released a released an e-fit of this white young male um, who could very well have been with the circus. But um, I was visiting family over over the weekend. (laughs) It looked like it reminded me a bit of the Red Skull, but obviously not not red. But he had quite a sort of you could see you know quite high cheekbones. Um, But no, I was visiting family over the weekend and was delayed a little bit because we had a I'm guessing PCSO or local policeman literally going door to door. Um, just getting information. He was there for quite a while, and just to just get get some information on any kind of you know witness accounts things like that. I I'd read just about it. the flying Graysons to him. <laughs> he's, he's, they've gone off to arrest Robin. They've got, gone off to yeah, see Robin definitely. Yeah. Um, but it does. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit delayed by by the um, slight interview, but it's a, it's a bit hairy. But I was like, oh dear. But that yeah. means we're recording this a day late, which means we can't record the Bond commentary until Becca comes back from a holiday. But we won't. We will miss a week of do you expect us to talk, but we won't miss a week full stop because we'll stick out. I'm on my holiday. I might try and do a Facebook Live if I can. Cool. But otherwise, if not, I'll just tweet my lovely photos from your uh, from the account. So in the interim, we will we will record a part one of our summer review. So we'll do that next week. So that'll be the next episode you hear after this. Anyway. I unsuccessfully handed over to Chris. Now I'm going to do it successfully. See if you can spot the difference, Chris. <laughs> okay, so yeah. So um, as as we were saying before, it's difficult to uh, to rank these things. So I think by, by the time you get to like the sort of the top four ish, you're kind of reaching like films of a similar standard. So it while some films might feel like oh Bryce, that's low, but in, in it really it's like you're spitting hairs. Uh, but I'll start off with my my uh, number twenty-two is Hulk or the Incredible Hulk. Uh, I put as as my as the bottom of the list, not necessarily because it's a film I hate. It's just it's just I I don't it has less importance. 
as to the overall uh, universe. It's um, it doesn't really go anywhere. Like I think if I remember right, rightly, the fact that I have to try and remember the film, um, it it didn't really have much of a story, and uh, it was just a, it was fine. It, I, I think, uh, but it's just a bit of a a meh film. While I think there are the other worst films at least have something else in it. Um, so yeah, I think Hulk is uh, or The Credible Hulk is my uh, number twenty-two. What's everyone else's number twenty-two? To your surprise, my number twenty-two is also The Incredible Hulk. I think this is probably one where we're going to agree. <laughs> probably. That's what Dave says. But yes, that's my that's my number twenty-two. Well, what was your reasoning? Um, it's a bad film. <laughs> okay. I was short of time and had to write down some names. <laughs> quick, quick. No, it was, it's better than the other one. Um, I think of the two, well, the two modern Hulk movies, um, it's, it's the better of the two. Yeah, but, but it's, it's, not as yeah, good it's as the one where Bill Bixby meets Daredevil. No, that's true. I I, 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 I think I think what cemented for me is being like number uh, at the bottom was like, I just remember that bit with that like gloop drooping on that scientist's head like teasing like uh, the, the, the next villain I was like oh nope that's never gonna happen yeah um I listened to a few of our podcasts as well because I didn't have time or inclination to watch all of the films so I really wanted to sort of where I was trying to split the difference between films you know I did a mixture of watching them I watched The Incredible Hulk for example but I listened to what I had to say at the time and an element of me ranking these has to be trusting me six months ago or me four months ago or whatever um my last film is the for the dark world and i think when we went into this series i wasn't going to rank it that low because i remember having a reasonable time with it well if you if you if you want a decent review out of me right when you're making a film just make act three good if, if it's an action film because i'm so shit with act three and think generally they're so bad in most films that if you do something different and a little bit inventive in Act 3, I go, well, at least they made an effort. Um, and I wasn't that in love with the first Hulk, uh, the first Thor film. I've got a habit of doing this. I did that during Endgame. I kept saying Thor when I meant Hulk and vice versa. But um, I, I put it bottom trusting my review on it in that I listened back to what I said about Thor The Dark World and I was listening to someone who'd, who'd had a bit of a shock at how bad it had been because I'd, I'd wandered out of the cinema having a reasonable time with it. I'd enjoyed it. Act 3, you know, Cat Dennings probably, a bit of all that. Um, when I rewatched it, I didn't like it, and it was clearly the str- the worst review I gave of these bottom three films. So therefore, in isolation, I'm a little, little bit surprised. I don't think I went into this series expecting to rank it bottom. But yes, in line with what I said as we've reviewed these films, uh, it was definitely the one I struggled with most. So Thor The Dark World at 22 for me. I tell you what, I I tell you what, I will kick us off with the next one because just to stay on a theme, uh, my number twenty-one is the Incredible Hulk. Um, now I'm not going to say too much about it, but I think Chris hit on it. It didn't really stand out. Uh, it's one of those films. It doesn't. This is where I got myself wrapped up in knots on the whole cinematic universe thing. In do I rank it low because it doesn't matter to the rest of the films, 
But had it been a brilliant standalone that they'd never referenced again, would I? And still replaced the Hulk, you know, CG model and Edward Norton, but it had been really good. Would I still be ranking it though? Because it didn't matter. Actually, it's Marvel hadn't really got their template by now. I'd enjoyed it at the time. But even things like the sky, they digitally replace their skies most of the time. Marvel, they didn't do it in this film. I'm not saying they should, but I just mean it doesn't look like a Marvel film. It has none of the real humour of a, a Marvel film. There's always one-liners in these things, you know. You wouldn't like me when I'm hungry, that sort of thing. There's, But it's not that funny. It's not that interesting. It doesn't matter to the rest of the universe. And again, as we reviewed it, there's nothing to it. It's an incredibly thin film with incredibly ugly CG. So, yeah, a 21 for me is the incredible hulk and uh yeah i i, I think yeah you're probably right that's what i kind of thought really but i think as well um to pick up on dark world that is my number 21 uh mostly because it is just a very blah film i think the only thing that puts it above it really is apart from cat dennings well i was gonna say chris <laughs> sorry, Ends- sorry, i was, I, I, I was gonna say uh, chris Ends- uh, actually uh, been like but you know um but at least this kind of has some sort of tangibleness to the rest of the universe um so i think that's the reason what put it above there other than that i think it's just a complete missed opportunity um i think four's probably like the best character that that they've kind of never really capitalized on um he he, he's he's kind of had his most of his best moments with the other avengers i think um or we've or maybe with, with Loki, but uh, yeah, I, I, I think four's probably like the four two is definitely one of the poorest ones. Well, snap, because at my number twenty one, I also have Thor: The Dark World. I think, that's I think it's only about. only elevated by Christopher Eccleston. Christopher Eccleston. What the worst thing in it? <laughs> Although he is a very blah villain, as you say. Yeah, it's, I think of all the anticipated sequels in that particular line I think this is probably like the least anticipated sequel but yeah it's just it doesn't kind of really it doesn't really have kind of far reaching consequences unfortunately um, quite a dull storyline um, I haven't gone back to any of these podcasts and listened to what I thought of the film unfortunately um, but yeah and CGI is a bit mm, but you can kind of I don't know they're trying at least definitely um, and you know to have a big name at Elkiston obviously big Doctor Who fan Um Evidently, because you named him as like the redeeming factor in it. He's dreadful. <laughs> yeah, he's like the best thing in it, unfortunately, which is saying a lot. <laughs> so, yeah, I, it, sadly, I, I rank this at, at my number twenty-one spot. I um, I, I think as well. If you go back, I mean, certainly we had a, an unforeseen break in our podcast. We had two of them, in fact, very close together. Um, and Thor: The Dark World was, I think, the last one before a break because we came back with the Winter Soldier. Um, now, since we came back after the second break, which I think we came back with Ant-Man, the episodes have been a bit longer, and it is almost like we've had a break and we've been a bit refreshed, so there may be an element of that to it. But Thor The Dark World was our slightest, shortest episode since early Bond. I mean, literally, in the first three or four episodes of Bond, when we were trying to work out what we were as a podcast, and we were putting out, you know, hour and 20-minute episodes and that, you know, since we started hitting an hour and 40 and i mean even death proof we got an hour and 41 out of 
the Dark World was an hour and thirty three minute podcast. There was just nothing there. We were fucking. We didn't struggling. have a lot to say, did we? Yeah, it was a real struggle. The villain shit, and at least they made an effort with Act Three. Good night, folks. Um, so yeah, I can understand why we've got it as low as we have. So our bottom twos are all the same. Mine is just the other way around from you two. I think that's going to be our ranking all the way across. I think. I don't think so. I think there's going to be some big differences as I'm, we go along. I'm I'm going to piss off the internet now with my number twenty. Uh, oh, I know what I know what's coming. Yeah. Go on. Uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah. No, I thought. Oh. So. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, Actually, speak to me. She can't. Time. She's a woman. <laughs> well, I just did. So deal with it. Um, <laughs> no, that's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. It just means you're wrong. <laughs> well, you know. Um, I think no, it really is. It's fine. It's it's above the. It's higher in the the lesser Marvels for me, just because in terms of uh, the ideas, the um, what what's what's the word I'm looking for? The ambition. Uh, it does try and take on too much to its detriment, but at least it 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 it's trying to do something. It's got um, has a few nice soundtrack songs in it. Um, a few good performances it has its moments but ultimately ultimately it is just a hot mess i don't find anything likable in her character it's not a knock on her on her as an actress uh it, it's just what the film presents and yeah i as i said before i do not understand who she is as a character and it's i think that is just paramount to making a, 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 not just a, a successful film, but a film, and the film never did that. So, yeah, um, but it's a fish out of water tale when you don't actually know what type of fish she is or what water. Or, or type yeah, of water, exactly. What type of water she belongs in? Um, I agree with you to a degree, only in that that is the one film that when I referred to one film dropping about three places, that was this one. Um, but uh, and so it's had an effect on what the, if I rank the that stuff. Too high now. Um, no, don't. But I mean. If we don't disagree somewhere, it's a rubbish show, so it's fine. Um, I've still got it a lot higher because I, I, well, I'll talk about it when I get there. I certainly don't agree with things like hot mess, but you have been consistent through your review with we don't know this character well enough, and I think that had a definite effect on the film I've ranked just mm. above it. That I go, yeah, I know that character, therefore I have to put him the other way around. But it's a consistent, well-paced film, so I'm surprised to see it this low. Yeah, I mean it's 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 okay, but again, it's just you know I I think it's because I watched it a second time round when when we did the original um, after we did our review. Mm-hmm. And... You couldn't even you couldn't even get an erection. No, no, it, <laughs> it, it was just like for me, just like any likability of it, just kind of just faded for for me. It's like actually no, this is working as well as 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 it should, or like the the flaws are just dragging this down and well i'll give you that i mean it's not sitting as well you've got to bear in mind i gave it a four star review now as i said on the podcast the moment i submitted it i thought that's three star i think that's a three and i knew it was a soft four anyway but Mm. i'm happy to stand by my review because the most important thing is is the words the detail and all of that i read it back and go yeah no, no i still i still agree with that but it's not sitting well over time, and it's not a particularly special Marvel film, uh, particularly given how strong Phase Three was. So I, I see your point. Yeah. But yeah, that's a bit low for me. But anyway. Yeah. It, again, yeah. Preference. It's just, you know, um, it's just where 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 I stand. I mean, they're, they're probably. I'm assuming they're going to probably move on and 
and they'll add to her character. Uh, I think I'm not sure if I hinted on the show um, before, or was that or was after show. There was a a couple of moments in this film and an end game where I think they should. That's where they, that's where they should build her character on um, with the. Oh, hey there, trouble kind of thing. Um, yes. But. But there was a there was a moment where I just thought, yeah, that that's what she's meant to be, and she was that in her film. But the trouble is, she was about seven or eight other things as well. Yeah. Um, I think the story demanded that, and I think it, it's a deceptively difficult acting performance. So all the kudos in the world to Brie Larson, and that isn't just you know trying to counteract trolls. I mean it. I think she was great, but unfortunately, it's her first introduction, and and they've almost tried to take her on almost too big an arc. In that, you know, if, if you're spending the film going, uh, she's an amnesiac here, she's sassy here, she's scared here, she's f- a good friend here, she's an anti-figure there, she's a sassy superhero there. You're trying to cram all of that into yeah. a two-hour running time. You are going to get to the end and go, who is she? Yeah, she, she doesn't know who she is, but yet she, like, she knows everything. So she's playing she's everything all these to, things and to think. And yeah, it's just, you know, we, we think about it, it doesn't, a lot of it does not make sense, right? It, it, it's it's not a very well thought out film, and I think that's a lot. It a lot of that is because they just have so many ideas, and it's it was it was one of my big disappointments. It's one of my big disappointments and pleasures with Endgame at the same time. That I think had she come in and kicked everyone's ass, I would have gone. Well, that's fucking convenient, isn't it? Mm. Um, they used her in the film almost at the point where you'd forgotten her. You know what I mean? Which yeah. is, but on the other hand, I was hoping to sort of see her play off other people, learn a bit more about her and all the rest of it. And of course she's in that film for about seven or eight minutes in total. But there you go. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, that's my number 20. What's everyone else's? <laughs> uh, I've done mine. Uh, oh no, I haven't done mine. Uh, Becca, I've, I've just, well, mine's filled in, but then I thought all of mine are filled in because I wrote them. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> so, anyway, Becca, you go I'd first. What's be a bit worried 20? if you didn't write yours. Yeah. Go on, Becca. Um, so my number 20 is Avengers Age of Ultron. Oh, be prepared for the barrage of threats from the interwebs. From um, who? Everyone thinks it's from the bollocks. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Carry on. That's one of the things. It was, you know, highly anticipated. But for me, it just went on a bit too long. And to have, you know, sort of a, I can't remember his name. <laughs> the chap who played Ultron. James Spader. Oh, James Spader. That was it. Yeah, I was getting mixed up with another actor with a similar name. Um. Yeah, to have like a, you know a really well-known actor like James Spader. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that's it even say but i just kind of feel he was very underused or it kind of felt like he was a very much like a panto villain style character and it it's just a waste really, really. either was it no it felt like a- ages <laughs> afternoon ages. of ultron afternoon. <laughs> french time of you know what I- i've not ranked it this low but like of the two number 20s i've heard so far becker on with you this film is really disappointing i'll yeah, talk about I, it when there, I get there was a lot there was a lot kind of yeah it's I, in my I bottom quarter and yeah. so i was just saying i literally like the, the the three films i like the least i just i shoved them right the way down but with ultron i think there was so much hype for this film and i just sadly didn't feel it so i'm sorry for that one but i've yeah ranked that as my number 20 we'll talk about it a little bit more when i get to it my number 20 i wanted to put bottom but i couldn't justify it really i, I wanted to put it bottom because it's the most it's this business of grading on a curve the most disappointing experience i've had in the Marvel Cinematic Universe was 2010. Iron Man 2. I go in to see it. I mean, I can even picture where I was sat in the cinema. Now, 
I'm a grown man. I don't come out wanting to like lamp people and smash things up. You know what I mean? I don't get that invested, and I'm sure whatever I did that later that day, because it was during the day, um, I was fine and got on with other things. But at the time, it was like the de- <laughs> when you do get to the end of these films and fanboys are fucking furious, as I've seen in like a couple of films over the years, like X Men and stuff. I remember one guy getting kicked out because he was so fucking vocally angry at the end of the film. What, this uh, film? Uh, no, one of the X-Men films. He, he was so vocally angry at the end of the film, they kicked him out. Oh, no. Um, oh, I, I, I don't understand that, but this is probably one of the closest experiences I had to it because Iron Man was great. Iron Man was so good. And now Marvel films are ten a penny. They, they're coming along so lo- often and they're so good that I, I almost can't take the listener back to a time, if you don't remember, and most people listening will remember, to be fair, where a great superhero film was a rare thing. You know, you had the Nolan trilogy, two-thirds of which I think is good. Two-thirds of which I think is very, very good, in fact, and, and even the other third's okay. Um, but it had been two years since The Dark Knight. It had been five years since Batman Begins. It had been seven years since X2. You know what I mean? You were getting three or four great ones a decade. Um, and after Iron Man 2, after Iron Man, sorry, the first Iron Man, we'd had Hulk, which I enjoyed at the time, actually. I, and I didn't hate it, but time has not been kind to that film. And the following year, I think we had X-Men Origins Wolverine, you know, and stuff like that. And, he, and some of the other blockbusters that year were crap as well. You had stuff like Terminator Salvation, which we'll cover later in the year. So I went in to see Iron Man 2, and I was just so excited. And Mickey Rourke had been in The Wrestler the previous year, which had been really, really good. So I really thought... Yeah, he won an Oscar for that, didn't he? I mean, d- to be fair, there's a double standard there. He was nominated, and he was the favourite, but he didn't win it, I don't think. No, but okay. It's the oh, last, no. It's the last um, Aronofsky film that didn't make me want to vomit. Mm. Um... But he was really good in it. Now, to be fair, there's a double standard there because if Eon had signed him at the same time, I'd have gone stunt casting. But bear in mind, Marvel were younger. They were still building their brand, still building their universe. And Mickey Rourke briefly was hot again. I mean, that soon cooled down. But he was very good in The Wrestler. They were going to cast him in this. Then I heard Sam Rockwell was going to be in it. And Sam Rockwell is just a wonderful actor, full stop. So I was really excited. And it finished... And I turned to the person with me and just said, that was shit. No anger, just like, that was shit. The reason it's not bottom or second bottom is we reviewed these one a week. Yes, we had some breaks, but we reviewed this right after The Incredible Hulk. And it was like someone had switched the lights on. You know, The Incredible Hulk had been dour and, and dark. And, and I didn't even mean tonally dark. I mean color palette, dark and brightness. And suddenly it was like the A-listers come back. It's down. It's still downy, and I think that puts it a little bit higher. Now Thor has Hemsworth, but Thor Hemsworth took a while to find that character, and he plays better off the Avengers anyway. Um, I think the full range of his talent has taken a while to sort of reveal itself, whereas Downey is Downey, and it was still that. So I was relieved after the Incredible Hulk. It's objective better than the two films below it therefore it goes third bottom but I have to say the most disappointing film and my least favourite in the Marvel Cinematic Universe Iron Man 2 at number 20 yeah I mean I've um, my that's that's uh, my uh, number 19 um, 
straight straight out of that Iron Man too. Oh, snap, um, Chris, that's my number nineteen too. Well, there cool, we are. Oh, please, I'll do something right. You, you can right. You've been fine so far. <laughs> I'm really worried at some point if I'm just going to go off on this massive tangent. No, everything's fine so far, Becca. Just don't don't panic. If you'd like to reassure Becca, write to us at expectedtalkinggmail.com. At that day, Becca, you just go mental, just like, I just like. Yeah, it'd be fine. I'm at three, number two, yep. Yeah. Oh, it, well, it, it doesn't matter at the day. No, I haven't done that, it's fine. At the end no, day, it's... it's just opinion, and they just films. I mean, it's not fucking the end of the world, is it? I mean, to be honest, uh... when, when when you went to give us where you put Star Trek into darkness, I thought you were going to have a nervous breakdown during that episode. I'm <laughs> 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 You put it about ninth or something, and then you shit yourself with fear. <laughs> It's fine. Anyway, what do you both have to say about Iron Man 2? Uh, Becca? I liked Iron Man 3 more. That's all I've got to say. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler alert to what's next on the list. (laughs) (laughs) There's a film in between that. Um, But I I feel a bit bad for ranking it there. But um, I'm not a big fan of the Iron Man franchise. Having said that, skip ahead to many points where I rank Iron Man quite highly. Um, It's for similar reasons to you, though, really. Um, You know, having an actor... Of that, of that caliber, and you know, with the playing like the central villain, he was, he was very much kind of flavor of the month. Um, I think prior to doing the rest of his career, had then taken a nosedive, so that kind of brought him back onto the world stage. Um, you kind of see what you know, what a life of, of hard living and hard drinking is sort of taking a toll on him. So, that kind of it really needed that kind of pick me up, as it were. Um, and again, it's similar to Ultron, like having, having a, a personality of that stature in the film, only for it to kind of go to waste. It's just a real shame. Um, and it was kind of built up like around 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 him really. Um but yeah, again kind of anticipation was higher, it just didn't quite didn't quite meet those expectations unfortunately. So that was yeah. my reason why I put it at my number nineteen. Yeah, I mean Dave has a right as a point the fact that he is a dick in this film and it's hard to kind of go with him. Uh I suppose that's partly the point because he is a troubled figure. Um but I I think one of the reasons why there's higher on the, the, the bad the the less of Marvel films for me is just because it 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 ha, it does have uh something it does add texture to the universe uh it doesn't execute as well as it should do but um you do have uh, Joey Shanley in there so yeah <laughs> <laughs> enough said but okay yeah. well <clears throat> I'm the only nineteen not to be done yet Doctor Strange at number nineteen for me I don't get on with this film it's as simple as that I don't feel that strongly about it to be honest Cumberbatch's accent is a problem now I've got a bit more used to it now as he keeps appearing I mean if somebody does something ridiculous enough times it starts to seem normal um, let's see how we M- get maybe on you should start in a Marvel film with Martin Freeman oh god <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Strange. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, exactly. And, and they can make a Sherlock Holmes gag as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd oh, have no. to work. I can't really. I don't think I'm particularly good at voices, but I'd have to work hard to do one that bad. Um, but I mean, the, the Doctor Strange character is one of the. There's a handful in the Marvel Cinematic Universe like this where their skill set's not that well defined to the viewer. Now, if you know comics very well, or you're just frankly a bit smarter than us, maybe you picked it up. But it just seemed to me that every time he approached something difficult, he just waved his hands around a bit. And I just think, as a skill set, that's really fucking boring. Visually, it's quite boring as well. You know, just make some hieroglyphs with your hands, you know. He's the, he's the Avenger from the Mr. Cuts, isn't he? He's... 
Yeah, and much like Iron Man 2, the, the lead's a dick for so much of the film, but it's like, well, I can see you're on an arc. I can see it's a redemption arc, but you're still asking me to follow someone who's an asshole for 75 minutes or whatever it might be. Uh, I don't get on with it. I don't like it, frankly. Um, and that's really all I'm going to say about it for now. Maybe we'll revisit it when you guys get to it, but number 19, Doctor Strange. Okay, so... Um, yeah, so my next on the list... I'm just trying to count, right? Yeah, you're at to... number eighteen now. I'm at number eighteen. My number eighteen is Age of Ultron. Um, uh, films start to get a bit better, but yeah, this one's quite disappointing uh, for a Marvel film. But I, I think it's, I think what levelates this up more than anything else, it does have some really nice character moments, um, and it is quite an important one in the grand scheme of things, uh, a la Tony, uh, and what that means in relationship to the rest of the Avengers. Um, so it it's not it's not without its merits, um, but sadly, it's it could have it could have been more fun or could have had more weight behind it. Um, yeah, so it's hard to really know what what went wrong here. Maybe just really just overstressed himself. Maybe too many too many studio interference i don't know but yeah no it's uh it definitely bears a few hallmarks of that and there's a little bit of iron man 2 syndrome as well that i rewatched it the other day and it's not good it really isn't but there's the you followed the avengers with this i know you followed it with lots of other films as well but basically the avengers films there was the avengers and then there was this and you just go how could one man collapse that quickly he looked tired he looked disinterested and i'll say a bit more in a minute because my my ranking of this isn't that far away but yeah it's not great yeah so uh who's what where we are number 18 yeah um i'll go next because i'm i've definitely got this lowest of the three of us i put number 18 thor um i don't like this film either (laughs) um chris Chris hemsworth as grown on me to the point that I think people are going to start thinking I fancy him in a minute because I'm talking this guy up rather a lot and I want him to be James Bond and stuff but the guy can do almost any everything, he's really good at comedy, he's really good at serious, he's he's a great physical actor, um, he can do most things, albeit fairly light genre cinema but he can do everything that's required within that. Unfortunately the character's got a stick up his ass during this film which is kind of understandable because again it's a fish out of water story um elements of it are, i i could see why you might rank this above a captain marvel but i think that's just a more competent film this is embarrassingly cheap i mean they, they can't help the budget they've got but well i suppose they could they could just get a bigger budget but phase <laughs> one phase, budget. well i suppose they do design their own budgets but the fact is in phase one they all got similar amounts of money it didn't know it was going to take off the way it did. Well, you're three years in by this point. Iron Man has taken over half a billion. Yeah, they're going to have an Iron idea Man where 2 it's going. has taken more again. But it is still an introduction. But that little town they had for it was embarrassing. And in fact, at one, I would have been more understanding if they've hidden its scale. But at one point, um, Branagh did a full scale shot of the whole town. And, and you could barely fit a couple hundred people there. I'm convinced it's embarrassing. Um, I There's a bit of sort of what I know of the people or think I know of the people play, playing on it as well. Because he got better as they went on, but at this point, Anthony Hopkins phoned it in. I think in later ones, actually made a bit more effort. 
but at this stage he, he phoned it in. You got Natalie Portman there. But you're not king. I don't know what that was. Hey! <laughs> hey! Um, <laughs> what was that? That's, that, that's Hopkins acting. That's Hopkins. That's Hopkins acting. Yeah. Um, Your birthright was to die. He acts the way James Brown sings. We we expect him to do his Tommy Cooper impression. Like <laughs> um, Natalie Portman really ought to go off and just do pretentious twaddle with fucking Darren Aronofsky for a living. I, you know, it, it all. Almost pissed me off. I mean, contractually, I imagine she was. I mean, she even got an on-screen credit and a and a, a a visage over the credits of Endgame, and it was sort of an insult. This is a woman who never wanted to be there, and frankly, acted like she never wanted to be there. And it that it was, you know, you had people like Stellan Skarsgård and Kat Dennings making a lot more effort around her, which not only sh- which showed her up, but also rescued some of the scenes she was in. She, frankly, she, she did look at four as if it was really good. Uh, you know. Hungry, hungry, hungry to fuck out. Wanting to, wanting to get boned by Chris Hemsworth doesn't count. As <laughs> she could have just called him up and arranged that. <laughs> to waste our time, you know, little things like they dyed his eyebrows and stuff like that. And it just looks silly. <laughs> Ken Branner, I can see why they've cast him. Oh, sorry, cast him, uh, hired him to direct. But it, it, it's all silly fucking Dutch angles, though. I mean, really overdone to the point of comedy. When he's having um, conversations with the warriors, it's it's like bad Shakespeare. It's just like bad Shakespeare. It it doesn't play oh, no, at all. And I look uh, even Asgard, and it, as, by the dark world, they replaced the sky in Asgard and made it look a bit better. It just looks cheap, the whole thing, and I can't get past it. So I I can't rank Thor any higher. It is absolutely, I think now, um, almost take Iron Man two out of the equation because. They were, I mean, Iron Man 2 was a sequel because they were trying to sort of make some more money, frankly. And The Incredible Hulk almost doesn't count in that, like, we've never thought about it since. But if you take all the films in the first phase that have sort of endured in any way, yeah, Thor's my least favourite by a distance. Uh, Becca? Oh, dear. I'm looking at my next You don't have to apologise for I mean, Do I change them? Do I change them? No, um, own it, Becca, own it. No. Um. Okay, at number eighteen, octopusy. <laughs> Depends if you if you've written down the wrong films, then change it. If you've written down Marvel films, leave it. Oh, I've, I've, yeah. I've, <laughs> at number eighteen, I got Star Trek six. Um, well, imagine if we imagine if we ranked like all the films we've done so far. That would be a massive headache for me. I don't think I'd be able to yeah, cope with that. Yeah, given we're at one hundred and forty-six episodes, yes. Yeah, I'd be like bloody hell no. Um. Okay, so I'm a little bit special. Um, we said at the top of the show, of, uh, make sure you've got 22 films. Yep, I did. And then I sort of checked them all off, and I was like, I've got one missing. What is it? It was Captain America, the first Avenger. <laughs> I just shoved uh-huh. it in. I actually had one guy. You had to find a place for it. <laughs> and this is where it's gone. Uh, but now I kind of think, because... Okay, spoiler alert, I've got Iron Man 3 at number 17. And I kind of think, oh, do I swap them around? Because I'm kind of getting into into the high the high levels. Well, talk um, about them both, because we've got to do the 17s next anyway. So if you mm-hmm. want to talk about both films and then confirm what order you want them yeah, in yeah. when you finished. 
I think I'll probably sw- switch them around anyway. Okay, so say, yeah, I joined... number 18, <laughs> you have got Iron Man 3. Let's Iron Man 3. <laughs> so I enjoyed it more than Iron Man 2. Um, I know, because it's one of those films, I know obviously Iron Man is a huge, iconic character. Um, and much with um, Hugh Jackman, you know, after appearing in several Aussie soaps, um, making his money playing Wolverine for the last decade. Um, so um, Robert Downey Jr. has done the same. And, you know, it's was, it was really important for his career. You know, he'd had so much difficulty, with, you know, with leading quite a difficult life. Um, for the substance abuse and, and what have you. Um, you know, he's one of those kind of really, really talented actor, actors that you see once in a generation. Um, and he just suffered burnout, unfortunately. And I think I totally agree um, that Iron Man really, you know, brought him back onto the world stage and just it saved it, basically. The role saved his life, pretty much. Um and he's, you know, he's forged like his own James Bond, for example. Um, totally brought him back, in, you know, into, into the central arena, and proved, you know, he is an acting icon. Having that said that, being I... said, what I was going to say. That being said, <laughs> why is the film shit? <laughs> that being said, I don't know why, but I, he's like one of my least favourite <laughs> Avengers characters. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know why. Um, well, that's a shame. Character. He's the most popular of the most. It is, <laughs> in it is most the most of them. <laughs> no, I, I, for some reason, sadly, it's just it's my least one of my least favorite um, of, of the series. I don't know why. I know he's a hugely popular character, um, but for me, it's, it's all about the actor. So I, I kind of, there are other characters that, that I warm to. I can respect the actor. Actor can't yeah, walk to the character. Definitely, I, you know, can definitely see you know what it's done for his career and the difficult life that he's led. Um, he's had sort of you know difficult issues like psychologically as well. Um, he's you know he's a genius I'm, I'm sort of convinced that if you have some kind of you know sort of genius spark you, you know you're going to suffer you're going to suffer unfortunately for, for your art um for me like the two go hand in hand together might not always be the case but that's just and, and the character has basically kind of you know saved saved his life and, and saved his career um that's, that's just my impression of it anyway yeah for some reason there are other characters that i warm to more <laughs> i don't know why but you know i, I do have great respect obviously great respect for marvel great respect um Obviously, for Stanley, so, you know, for creating the character as well. But yeah, I, so I, I don't know say, why, unfortunately. When you say you warm to characters more, might one of those characters, for example, be Captain America in a film such as Captain America: The First Avenger, Becca? Yes. <laughs> but again, yes, because it's, it's the first film in you know, in the series. Um, but he's kind of like the Marvel version of Superman. He's quite bland. Um, He's very much for traditional American values. The critics rave. <laughs> the critics rave definitely. But no, he's, he's very much for you know, um, like jingoistic. Obviously, because his characters from from the forties, thirties, forties, and fifties definitely kind of wartime era. Um, a little bit more jingoistic, I would say. A very patriotic. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, it is. I, I don't really want to say that it's not a bad thing at all. It's very you know, it's very important. To do that. Well, having a wank about where you happen to be born as a like, complete <laughs> accident and random accident is odd. Yeah. So there's kind of you know you can kind of be. You shouldn't be ashamed of where you were born. I don't have a problem no. with like fighting for your country and representing no, exactly. your country. I do. I never understand proud to be and whatever that nation <laughs> is. But like, if I was born a hundred miles north, I'd be Welsh, and if I was born a hundred miles south, I'd be French. Well, there we are. Or what it's is it? In the middle. Just complete fucking like accident where I was born. To be honest, but there you go. But anyway. it's, not, it's not to say that because I've ranked first Avenger at, at this position. It's not to say I, you know I don't dislike it. I say it's the first one um, introduces us to, to the character. It's really interesting. But for me, he's I mean Superman is you know iconic 
really iconic characters can't take that away and really important to this marvel series but for me yeah he's he's just there isn't i don't know he's you know he's the result of a scientific experiment as well as hulk um, as well as many other characters in, in this universe but at the same time i think yeah for me he is pretty much superman <laughs> like he's, he's quite planned you know there's not not much not much to him but it's quite a, a simple straightforward tale um but so it's, it's a really good film solid film you know, I, I love the kind of the, the wartime setting, costumes, makeup. Um, you've got Peggy, you know, <laughs> um, Agent Carter in there as well, and I I really enjoyed the TV series. Um, and you've got all that, you know, all that lovely wartime era stuff as well. Um, I think they did a really good job there. But yeah, for me, I rank the sequel a, a bit higher just purely because of its, its you know themes and ideas expressed. Um, but I, I had to stick this one somewhere. That's the one I had left over. In it goes. Well, I just, I just stuck it go. in the bin after I in first it goes. saw there it. There we are. It's got a home. I've, it's okay. I've, I've been a bit on a bit of a journey with that film, but uh, so you're not going to see it for a while for me. But I, I didn't like it to start with. I really struggled with it, but I'll talk more about that in a while. What have you got at 17, Chris? Uh, well, from here on in, this is where I start to hit my uh, mid-tier range, and um, so any of these films now, I I don't think are particularly bad. I think they are. Quite good. I'm still, so, a, I'm, I'm still a couple away from that. Um, <laughs> but I was quite surprised just how uh, low I've ranked this considerably, uh, and it's with no ill will towards it. But it's Ant-Man and the Wasp. I think it's largely just down to the fact that it's just so light um, that it, it it doesn't have much weight, even though I appreciate the film as itself and it, it yeah. and we need and we needed like a little bit of a, a it break would, it would have been better if like ken loach had directed it <laughs> and like ant-man's benefits got cut off yeah yeah <laughs> and it was a howling film over here could you and it was a howling socially commentary yeah no it was just um i think it was I think it was just a bit of a, a a, a, a light, a light touch of a Marvel film that sort of that didn't really sort of linger in my subconscious. So other films sort of stayed in the memory a lot and more. And we were so. reviewing it right in the midst of all those sort of Avengers yeah. films and Black Panther and so on. So yeah, um, in fact, we uh, even I mean, if we if we were doing this in a year's time, for example, Captain Marvel would have followed it. But obviously we tried to fit with Captain Marvel's release. So we'd recorded that weeks before. So you lit, you did literally do like Infinity War, this, then Black Panther. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Black Panther, Infinity War, and then this, then Endgame. Yeah. Um, or something like that. And it, yeah, it, it's going to stand out as there's not much to this, is there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it, and again, it, it's like it, it's not with any real will. I can understand why it'd be higher on on, on other people's lists. Uh, it is just it just kind of came to ranking them. It just just kind of where it fell. And I thought, yeah, okay. Um, but I, I I almost do it with a heavy heart because I don't have any ill will towards it. Yeah, well, I'm still in the ill will stage of my rankings. <laughs> I'm still, so I'm quite happy to say Avengers: Age of Ultron is at 17 for me one of the most disappointing films in the entire series because of what it followed. It is exactly the same sort of syndrome as going to see an Iron Man sequel that lets you down. All right, objectively, some of the other things might be worse, but this looked like a director that didn't want to be there. You know, mm. um, the action beats were getting repetitive. This punching people behind you that you're not even looking at sort of thing. And 
Clint does it with the sort of bow and arrow as well, fires at people he's not looking at and stuff like that. Getting tired by now. The Ultron character is really crap. All right, I like James Spader, but the character in the film is rubbish. Uh, Vision, you know, introduced out of nowhere and then just being wildly overpowered. Took Wonder a while to find her voice, literally, because the accent's terrible. <laughs> I hated this universe's version of Quicksilver. Um, was you know, you're not supposed to like inwardly cheer when one of the heroes dies. The, the, the film's not doing it if you're delighted. He died, and I was like, oh, thank fuck for that. <laughs> you know. Um, um, you know, even the motivational speech from Barton, you know, if you go out there, you are an Avenger. It's, it all fell so flat. You've got Thor sequences, you know, where he's getting visions that don't really play into anything as it goes on. The film is just an overstuffed mess. It is it is what I thought the first Avengers would have been. You know, when they said they were going to do a team up, I thought that's going to be a disjointed, stuffed up mess. And it wasn't, but Age of Ultron was... You know, and trying to explain, I think at this point, it might be this film where he says him and Pepper are on a break um, and stuff like that. And and it's stuff like that. You haven't got time to explain anything. So there's lots of throwaway Mm. character bits. And I think, and I was quite worried after this. I thought, is this what the universe is going to be from now on? All those films where we had proper character development, like proper standalone Iron Man films and stuff. And now it's just going to be like one throwaway line to tell us, what's happened in the year since we last saw, saw you and that's it you know we don't even know where you live now and stuff like that um I'm, I'm assuming in that avengers tower but you don't know mm. i didn't like this film we are still at the stage of i don't like these films so avengers age of ultron at 17 so yeah number 16 i have dr strange not a 22b um but yeah no i, I totally agree you know where you guys are coming from is a bit like Captain Marvel, a bit of an unknown quantity um, for me as well. I, I've said on the podcast I wasn't that familiar with with the character. Um, I think having Mads Mikkelsen, and you know, I, for me that was that was the main draw. Obviously, Cumberbatch is a, is a draw at any time of the day, um, but having Mads Mikkelsen as well. But I feel like you know with with Ultron, is um, something kind of like you've got a really you know a star quality actor you know the chief but obviously um hannibal years ago um very underwhelming here definitely. i forget he's in it i was like i, well, I didn't especially with it. all the makeup i didn't realize you know well, no, it's not that it looks like him i just forget he's in it yeah well, that's it. he totally blends strange. into the role we're talking about it and you went mads mickelson oh yeah yeah he was a little so, oh yeah i thought he was in definitely he, he kind just... of he sort of becomes his role doesn't he really kind of one one no, character it's nothing to do with disappearing into a role it's to do with his role being fucking bland well exactly he tries it but it doesn't really it's work it's the malachif exactly. effect in it of you just get given like yeah uh, a role which but, is like you kind of but so what yeah again yeah i, th- I think and also the, the mysticism aspect is, is really interesting but i think it's also quite dense quite densely plotted um and to sort of any you know Anyone who's a fan of, of the character who's, who's read the comics will, will love it or eat it up. But I think I, as a newcomer, I found it a bit difficult to get into. I had to kind of find, find you know, my own way in. Um, but that's, yeah. But effects, visuals, fantastic. I love the costumes, I love the visuals. Cumberbatch is a big win for me. So that was like my main, my main three takeaways, for, you know, from that. Um, and that was kind of like my main draw for the film. But that's why I put it on my number sixteen. Rank it slightly higher than you guys. Okay, my number 16 then, uh, Iron Man 3. We're, we're still, this is the last quote-unquote bad film in the list, I'd say, but it's also 
I'm starting to get a kernel of respect now for what's being done. Iron Man 3 tried to do something different. I'll be very interested when we cover Lethal Weapon in the next year or so, because I think it's good as I remember. Do you know what I mean? Because I haven't liked a lot of Shane Black stuff. I really haven't. I think, you know, because he gets people talking to each other vaguely humorously, it's like, what a great writer. And it's like, I don't see it. It, This stupid fucking Christmas obsession as well. You know, this constant Christmas bollocks. I just grow up. But they try to do something different. It doesn't entirely work in the, I, I think they completely cheapen the whole concept of the Iron Man armor. It's a bit like at the end of Into Darkness where they like cured death and you think you've got no choice but to ignore that, otherwise you've ruined the universe. <laughs> and it's the same here. They, they've cured the need for Tony to be in the, uh, the armor at all. So why would he ever be? Why would he, you know, at the end of Endgame, he could have just had his fucking avatar, like, you know, he could have been sat somewhere else and survived it. So you've got to ignore it. They had too many suits. The suits have no uh, cohesive style guide to them at all. You've got marks there that look totally different. At the end, they're trying to save the president. We've never met the president. Who gives a shit? Maybe maybe Americans do. Maybe they've got enough sort of um, in normal times when they don't have a lunatic in the White House. They might have um, enough, what am I saying, enough respect for the office of the president that the very fact the president's in danger gives it stakes. Well, we're British. We don't have that. All right, I know who William Sadler is, but I don't care. Yeah, but if you have like... Yeah, like shows that put the prime minister in danger and things like that. It's the same sort of yeah, thing. But, it's uh, like... um, yeah, and, and they don't normally work because I don't care. You look at stuff like Olympus has fallen. All right, we all like you know Aaron Eckhart and stuff, but you could have fucking immolated his president. I wouldn't have given a shit. And it's the same here. Like, can we save the president? I don't care. Um, but at least they tried to do something different. We have more of Tony outside of the suit. Uh, I thought the whole Mandarin thing was brilliant. I, I, you know, if you're a big fan of the comics. There's nothing wrong with that, but at least accept it's a different continuity. I've never bought the argument, Marvel fucked that up. They are Marvel. You may not like what they've just done there, but they're Marvel. It's as canon a universe as any of the comic book versions. Um, And if they want to do it that way, let them. Uh, I was a bit let down by Mike from Neighbours. I thought he was really poor. Oh, yeah, Mike from Neighbours. Well, he was so good in his first scene when he was like all damaged and stuff. I thought he's going to be great. And then... He played very one-dimensional oily. Um, I walked out of this the first time a little bit relieved that it wasn't Iron Man 2 bad. But it's not it's not sat with me very well over the years. And I've no desire to watch it particularly. And when you consider how good Iron Man was, I'm now at the point I'm relieved they never made any more Iron Man films. And that's the ultimate slam against this film. But it's the last poor-ish film on the list. And at least... They're trying to do something different here. Okay. What's well, your 16, Chris? My 16, uh, again, I'm probably it's another former best Marvel film to date. Uh, <laughs> it was, it's uh, it's for Ragnarok. Uh, largely just down I knew to... you were going to say that as soon as you mm, said it best coming. Marvel film. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... I mean, it's, it, it's very interesting. <laughs> I thought it was co- I thought it was um, controversial where I ranked it. <laughs> I, I, th- I I think it's very, it, it's a very fun, uh, entertaining film, but every, everything is just all set up for jokes. And I think the complete missed opportunity to to be anything more than that. 
that's just completely thrown out the window. Um, I think it's the idea of of um, of uh, Asgard getting destroyed and 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 for like sort of having to like sort of sort, like save like the remainder of his people after it's like his older sister just like kills half the population and shit. Isn't really a, jo- uh, a setup for a joke. So um, it's you know while I do appreciate it, it is fun. Chris Hemsworth's great in it as always. It's very it's very colourful. Uh, it, it's just it just comes across as a bit very throwaway. Uh, the visual language of it is, and everyone said what a great job Taika Waititi did. And I, I see the point, and I'm glad he's in it for Korg. I'm glad he's involved for Korg, if nothing else. But he signposts every joke as well. Mm. Every time the camera went wide, I thought joke, and it, it and it was every single time, every set, every. You could almost le- read the list of sort of camera instructions and go, the joke's going to be there. Yeah. When they cut to that shot, that's where the joke's going to be. And it started getting on my tits, to be honest. Um, I've got it ranked a lot higher than you, and I'm going to say some nice things about it. But I, I, there, are, there are people who have Thor Ragnarok like top three. And I just think, well, if you enjoy it that much, I can understand because it is a shed load of fun. And yeah. Hemsworth has really found the take he wants to do. It's a bit like Daniel Craig is the first Bond in years that's been able to do like his take on it, you know? And he's, you know, it's almost like he's gone, no, I'm playing it like this and I want the scripts to fit me doing it like this. And it's almost like Hemsworth took three goes for them to go, all right, Chris, yeah, let's, yeah. let's do it your way. So I, I think it's a very entertaining film. I can't argue with any kind of ob- objectivity. It's particularly good though. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think how I kind of, my discrepancies, particularly with, like, say, Captain Marvel, are more, like, what's to do with, like, the singular larger issue, as opposed to, like, the all the, all the other aspects that people tend to like. So, yeah. so with Captain Marvel, it's all just down to, like, well, you didn't even set up a character right with this. It's like, well, you know, you, you've kind of, you've just only thought about it's just for entertainment value. You haven't thought about anything deeper. You know, what I mean? oh, no. uh, every scene could have finished with da 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 da. So, um, yeah. yeah, so yeah, well, I, as I say, this <laughs> this sounds like I probably you know, hate it more than I do. I don't. I just, I just think, I just it's see, really enjoyable. I just see that it's more as a loss of opportunity. You know, if if this was a, like a bonus four film, I, I wouldn't have minded because then it would have been like, yeah, whatever, you, you done your trilogy. You can just have let loose stuff fun with the next one, yeah. but you know. I mean, if they want Waititi back and they want to do more of this world, then great. But I mean, stop signposting jokes, and I'm, not everything has to be a setup for a joke. Yeah, I mean, the, the way I see it is, I mean, I, I mean, I really do like the first four film, but um, yeah, okay, the the budget could be could have been bigger, and you could have built from that. There was so, there there was That's something reference. there, and the second film was meh. Uh, and this was just all jokey joke joke joke. And it was just like, uh, and, and plus on top of that, you're riffing on what the Guardians of the Galaxy have already done anyway. So um, it, it was it, trying too hard to yeah. be Guardians. That was my biggest problem with it, actually. But when you rewatch all the films together, it is it is absurdly comedic, far more than Guardians. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but you know, right. Chris Hemsworth's great. It's great at comedy. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Number fifteen. Um, 
I, I'm on a run of four now that I wasn't sure what order to put them in. And in some respects, I've put the one I like least highest. But we'll explain as we go through them. My number 15 is Ant-Man. Funny enough, you've both named... No, you haven't. Becker hasn't yet. But certainly Chris has named it sequel first. Maybe I'll talk more during the sequel when I come to that as to why I've got it higher. But there's not much between them. They're both such light confections that they're kind of a bit interchangeable. I think with the first Ant-Man film, on paper I should like it more because it's got a heist structure and heist films tend to be fun. Um, but I didn't find the heist, the, the heist that entertaining, to be honest. And I thought the villain was weak. I like the actor, but the actual Aaron... I, I, think I said Aaron Cross during the review. Aaron Cross was actually Jeremy Renner's character in The Bourne Legacy. It's Darren Cross. But um, Darren Cross is a fairly weak character, can't put much between them but we're now into films that i enjoy they're not necessarily necessarily stand out great films but ant-man was perfectly entertaining i slightly prefer its sequel but yeah at number 15 ant-man uh becca i wouldn't it's another if i should swap swap them around a little bit so number 15 i've got ant-man and the wasp randomly um but no it's one of those films i think ant-man and, and its sequel uh are two of those films you know it's a bit of, as you say it's like a confection but you know the film's that kind of period, you know, have been quite sort of quite heavy, quite serious. Um, and this is just what you need a breath of fresh air, a bit of comedy, um, but a comedic heist, you know, heist element as well. Um, and they kind of got the way that it's not be like Marvel movies, but the heist movies, so you can keep them, you know, you can also keep them separate without you know, moving them too much into, into the MCU. Um, but as I say, I, I really enjoyed it at the time, um, a little more for its comedy, and also it really shows off San Francisco as a character, you know, as a character within, within the same right. Um, fond memories of going there um, but I, yeah I did, did enjoy this film but I had to put it at number 15 that's fine okay um, but I did I, you know I enjoyed other films more so that's Ant-Man and the Wasp at number 15 for you and Ant-Man for me. for me okay Chris but yeah I'm not okay. far behind you yeah. so um, yeah so my, my next on list is Ant-Man so yeah oh, okay. um, you guys are in agreement yeah, although he's ranked its sequel lower, but like I say, not much yeah, between them. I can't really argue. Can't yeah. really argue. They're probably similar. Uh, just yeah, just because it's kind of so. But I, I prefer this one just because uh, I really like the uh, the family dyna- dynamic in, in in this film and and how it ends. I think that had a really nice message to it. Uh, it, it it's quite invent- It's more inventive than the uh, the sequel. I I, I think and. Um, yeah, I think I think it's just I think it's just a while it's a light, it's fun, but has a few more interesting things to say above us. So that's why I ranked uh, Iron Man, uh, Iron Man, sorry, Ant Man. <laughs> okay, <laughs> well I put its sequel at number fourteen. Um, so yeah, there isn't much between them. I had to think about it. Like I say, we're at, we're at a run of four films. I kind of agonised about now, Ant Man and Ant Man and the Wasp. In all but one take of these rankings, were right next to each other. I did briefly put something between them but there isn't anything between them really if i had to say why do i like the sequel um plot wise it's probably weaker the whole michelle wasting of michelle fife is a real shame but i think it's the the ghost is a lot more interesting Hmm. than darren cross oh yeah definitely um and i love the daddy daughter stuff and that's an incredible thing for me to say because my teeth itch at kids in films Kids in life, great. I really like children. I tend to get on very well with children and and so on. But on the on in film, no, <laughs> you know, it gets on my tits nine times out of ten. But the little girl's really good. 
to the degree that when we got to Endgame... Master Anakin, just... what are we going to do? Master <laughs> Anakin, there are too many of them. What are we going to do? Yes. Brilliant. It was a little bit like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, but she's really, really good to the point that when she aged out in Endgame, I'm like, oh, because like, I wanted the little girl back. So, she was lovely. Um, they had a great chemistry. I haven't said that. But Paul Rudd's got a great chemistry with anybody. So I think when it's a 16-year-old next time round or an 18-year-old, that'll be fine too. Um, and in he fact, might have saw, aged another year we, as well. He'll still look the same. Uh, Paul Rudd might have aged four or five minutes by then. So watch out. Watch <laughs> he out wouldn't know it. He still looks the same. Watch he he might have gained a wrinkle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A grey hair. Yeah. And, and if we're lucky, it'll be on his face so we can see it. <laughs> <laughs> so... It'll be on his knee. <laughs> Ant-Man and the Wasp is marginally the better film on interpersonal dynamics more than anything else. The first film's actually got a slightly tighter structure. But, yeah, I think I slightly prefer that. I think the action set... I prefer the sort of downtown San Francisco set piece over the heist from the second film... uh, From the first film, rather. Prefer the villain, like the daddy-daughter stuff. So, yeah, gets the nod for me, but not by a lot. And certainly wouldn't debate them being put the other way around. That was my number 14. And number 14, I have Thor. Okay. I quite enjoyed it. Um, no, I think, yes, yeah, so as we know, um, Chris Hemsworth is... Chris insane. likes it so much, he's got it at minus one. He's got it at minus 14. <laughs> yeah. um, he's got it so far right. down the bottom, you can't see it. Okay, um, why have you got it this high stroke, this low? Because it's not that high still. It's, it's in still the middle. Yeah, I'm... you're kind of entering that, that middle, the middle of the list. Yeah. I, I won't do the thing from the meaning of life, because that's slightly racist. But... Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I yeah. Despite you know everything that we've seen of Chris Hemsworth before, certainly he's his character thought you know has an arc, but his you know he's meant to be a god, and he's meant to be sort of you know the white king of, of Asgard. But I think to a certain extent you are right, Dave, that he does play it with a stick of his ass. Um, and yeah, looking back on it now, the effects aren't up there, um, and you kind of really notice, especially on the Blu-ray, you notice the dyed eyebrows, which does look a little bit silly. Um, but you know his character grows, evolves. Um, even where he ends up in, in Endgame as well, you've kind of got that complete complete arc. Um, he sort of, you know, talks about what he should you know, be, what was it, um, what is, you know, what, what he wants to be, what he should be, rather than what he's expected to be, and following his own trajectory. Um, but no, so I really enjoyed this film. Um, again, we get to see more, perhaps not as much as I'd like, um, of Loki as well, great character, <laughs> and hugely popular with the ladies, very important. Um, but no, I, I quite enjoyed this film. Um, Chris Hemsworth was a massive draw, so that's probably why I put it as high as number 14. So, Chris Hemsworth's massive draws. <laughs> yeah. I may have misheard slightly. Chris, you're number 14. Yeah. Uh, well, Chris has got massive draws. That Dunning's massive draw. Well, massive um, draw for you. Uh, you'd be pleased to know, uh, both of you, that next one is Iron Man 3. Um, hey. <laughs> uh, I This was like one of my favorite well this i suppose is probably one of my favorite ones in the early days well but when it when it was out um i think yeah, was, when they were only set when there were only seven films i yeah. liked it top seven <laughs> yeah but i think i think it's a lot because it, because it changed but it, it had very much like a a lethal weapon kind of action movie vibe i i, I like the twists i like its mischievous nature i didn't get the whole 
well, you know, well, it's like, oh, it's supposed to be Iron Man. He's barely in the suit argument. I just thought, like, oh, just get over yourself. Uh, I didn't mind him not being in the suit. Yeah. I, I, I did mind the suit being so fucking good without yeah. him. No, but that was the... But, um... but the bit where he has to get into the... Where he, where he meets Trevor and he's having to, like, yeah. improvise as Tony Stark. I liked. Yeah. No, it was the, um, the arguments I heard at the time, which were basically just whining the fact that uh, they... That he... This is what, at the time of cinema release that he wasn't in the suit. So it was like, how's it supposed to be Iron Man when he spent the majority of the film outside the suit? I thought, anyway. Um, but it wasn't the fact that that just undermines that, you know, like you were saying, anyway. Um, yeah, but I think over time, it's kind of just, yeah, I don't think it's, it, it, it stayed with me as much as I thought it would. And, uh, some of it is a bit conventional, some of it is a bit lame, but I still had a good time with it. It's still, you know, I still enjoyed the surprises. Uh, I think da- I think Downey's having fun working with Shane Black. And, um, yeah, so that's my number 14. Are we still on 14? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> We've all done 14 now. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, so just basically sort of, like, I think it's just... It just it just lowered in terms of memory for me. It was just like, yeah, okay, it wasn't that as good as I remember, but hey ho. Uh, so, are we on number thirteen now? Yeah, go on, take it away, Chris. What have you okay, got next? Okay, I, I have Doctor Strange. It's got a fucking nosebleed being all the way up here. <laughs> as I say, it, very spitting airs. I'll admit, I mean, obviously you're going to justify your choice now. I will say at the outset, I'm a little bit surprised because your review wasn't that positive. I, I think I was harsher on it than you. Yeah. I, I'm, Definitely in review, we were all going, this ain't very good. I, I'm just kind of spitting airs with these rankings. I can kind of go, oh, okay. Between, I, think, I think I'd probably, on reflection, enjoy it more uh i i think i enjoyed the new scene seeing the new characters uh, introduced to a new world it had interesting visuals uh bland villain of course but hey you know uh it's not it's many marvel films that don't <laughs> yeah. don't have one um <laughs> yeah. uh, so I, I think yeah it's just a bit of a, a waste of mads mickelson sadly but um yeah i i i i do enjoy the the arc um the 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 bad house accent doesn't bother me that much uh and i guess we'll see i think we'll probably have a better sequel but then again i thought that about four so uh, <laughs> so there we yeah. are yeah at least there are there is precedent for better sequels i mean yeah. you look at the early, some of the early films then yeah iron man got a worse sequel and thor got a arguably worse sequel and but yeah there are certainly films we'll get to where well there's one film at least where the sequel's inarguably better but we'll get to it um becca you're 13 i'm looking for some my number 13 i have ant-man as for reasons that i mentioned before um yeah it's kind of you in know, a fresh, thor sandwich in a thor sandwich he likes a thor sandwich i do um Anyway, yeah, I just felt really shallow, but never mind. No, I've, yeah, man. Um, I would say I've, I've really enjoyed, um, you know, the Wasp sequel as well. Sorry, back again. <laughs> <laughs> we can have a Cat Dennings and... <laughs> Cat Dennings sandwich. <sighs> okay, maybe not then. I, I'm sorry, I think Dave oh, just gone. Big sigh. <laughs> Hang on, I'll be right. No, as, yeah. 
Okay. You know, it's, it's, it's a Excuse comedy, us, let's just while Dave, David just uh, pops off for a wank. <laughs> That's, that is horribly, horribly rude. I'm going to clean myself up after the wank <laughs> I've just had. We'll be stuck to a seat. <laughs> if you're going to slow me, get the details fucking accurate. <laughs> Carry on there. The so, Ant-Man, Ant-Man, at number 13, Becca, tell us about that. Ant-Man. This show's going to be slapped for the big 18 certificate. Um, again, as I say, it's, it's, the, it's the comedy element. Um, and after films that are quite heavy and quite, you know, quite serious. Um, but this has got quite interesting production history as well. I'm still still sad that um, Edgar Wright wasn't attached. I would, I'd be very interested to see his take on the film. Um, the who's a big fan of of the of the comics and of the character, which is a great shame. Um, but no, uh, I, say, I, I really enjoyed it. For Kevin Spacey fans. <laughs> mm, yeah, maybe not. Maybe <laughs> we'll, we'll avoid just, that. Just dropped on Netflix today. <laughs> oh God, avoid, avoid. What's, what, what, what's dropped on Netflix? Baby Driver. Oh yes. It's one of those, actually, I, I bought that. Unfortunately, I bought it on Blu-ray, like just when all that was coming out, and I was like, I kind of regret buying it. Get that? I mean, yeah, all right. I can understand. Like, I wouldn't have bought it if I'd known, but mm. still watch it and just have your flesh crawl every time he appears. Yeah, just look, look away, look away. But he's a bit. There's something a bit smart. There's a, something a bit sex offender about him in it. Anyway, the way he looks in that film. So yeah, mm. he plays quite a slimy character. Yeah. Say so, you no, know, with, with that man, generally, I had a good time with it. Uh, it's, it was quite funny, and it, you know, it's a, it's a, word, a nice, a nice um, breath of fresh air, <laughs> a nice kind of um, change from the norm, I think. Yeah. And again, it's even one of those characters that I've been you know, absolutely didn't know a lot of, and like when it came out, I thought, that man, really? Um, actually, I don't mean to be rude to any of the fans of the characters, um, but having Paul Rudd in the role really to help with that one, kind of made him. You know, he's he's the everyman, I think. Um, what the what the chain of cinemas. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, there's, yeah, the art house cinemas across London. Cool. Great. I want to discuss that film with the Everyman, you know. All right. You know what? Okay. I've not been to an Everyman yet. Um, there's one in Liverpool. Yeah, the, I don't think I have actually the, either. The, there's one just near me, and it's um, it's quite a small oh. one, but all, all, all the uh, screens are small, like with couches. So, oh, uh, if we ever if we ever meet up, obviously I've met Dave, but should the three of us ever get together, let's go. All right then. Okay, so anyway, I noticed your latest episode got an 18. What was that? Kevin Spacey and Dave Adderwank. The dodgy language. At number 13, I've got Captain Marvel. Um, this is one of those that, at this stage of the game, now there's only ever there's only 10 slots in the top 10, of course. But no. spiritually, if you like, Marvel should be making nothing but top 10 films at the moment, if you like. Uh, this was a disappointment on reflection i enjoyed it just fine at the time i tried not to overcompensate for the trolling because i think with the trolling you, you want to go in and really love it because like you fucking assholes do you know what i mean you really want to be like that about it um it's probably the most typical marvel film on the list really it you know if someone said what's a marvel film like you could just hand them this and go that's exactly what a marvel film's like some of the dialogue's a bit stilted i, I think it's one of the worst Worst examples of what Marvel do when they don't quite get it right. They, the characters talk at each other rather than with each other. Um, and she's, but she's really, really good. And I think she's really good because it's a deceptively difficult role. But the problem is, the film is limited for the reasons that it's a very difficult role. You know that 
she starts off and she's kind of a slightly sassy kind of apprentice and then she's a slightly chastened apprentice or the other way around whichever it happens to be and then she's an amnesiac and you know then she's a fish out of water and then she's a friend and anti an ant figure and then she's like you know um uh, you know the balls to the wall sort of superhero which i thought she carried with real aplomb she's got quite a bit of sass about her in that role it's a very typical marvel film it's a very good marvel film i think it's got um I don't have third act problems here particularly, even though it is, you know, an overpowered superhero smashes everything up. But I just felt a certain joy as she discovered her powers, probably because of that slight sort of oppression motif to the film that, you know, it's almost like a slave breaking, breaking their chains, almost literally, because she was kind of tied up at that point. So I, I like it. It's, but it's not special. We don't know the characters very well. And I wanted to put it above the film that comes next because it's a much more consistent film than the film I've put next, which I'll go straight on to, actually, because we've, we've covered all of our 13s. Um, it's a more consistent film, but the film I'm going to come to next has more heart. And I, know, I knew the character better at the end of that film than I do here. So I'm a little bit disappointed to have to put it this low. I couldn't, with no disrespect meant to Chris, because I don't think I've heard anything in his rankings that I think is truly shocking, but I, I couldn't really put it a lot lower than this. I can't imagine putting it bottom three or four, to be honest, but it's below halfway. And at this stage, that's a disappointment, particularly when you think at number 12, I've got Captain America, the first Avenger. Now, the first Avenger was my least favorite Marvel film for a good period of time. It hadn't been the disappointment Iron Man 2 was because I didn't have any expectations, but I was bored. By the time they got to the point where Bucky fell from the train or whatever it was that happened, I was bored. I wasn't interested at all. The problem with Captain America, the first Avenger, and why I've almost overranked it here is that it's only interesting when he's little Steve. You know, when he's, when he's before he takes the serum. And you discover the true heart and soul of the man. And he is Marvel's Superman. I think quite often when we look at them, we look at their circumstances. We try and line DC and Marvel up by their skill set or social status. But actually, if you line them up on character and heart, you know, he is, you know, this universe is Kal-El, I suppose. But real, real heart to the man, real, real heart to the performance. Um some lovely CG work, actually. A lot of people have picked fault in it, but for the budget they had, they sort of slimmed him down really well. He has lovely chemistry with Hayley Atwell. I would love to have an opportunity to prove I've got lovely chemistry with Hayley Atwell as well. <laughs> um, but I have to say, half of this film I don't particularly like. Um, I thought even The Incredible Hulk was better at showing what the serum did in the Blonsky stuff in the park is better than anything in the stupid montage they've got here. And I don't like the red skull. I don't think the red skull at this stage of Marvel's development work live action. Now you can show anything, you know, they've, they've, they've done so much over the years and evolved that they take the audience with them, but the red skull pulling up on screen at this stage looked really cartoonish. So in some respects, Captain Marvel, I'd like to rank higher and can't, this I would like to rank a lot lower and can't. But there you go. At number 13, Captain Marvel. At number 12, Captain America, the first Avenger. Becca, what's your... 
Well, yeah, I can't remember. Number 12. I can't remember. Number 12, yeah, go on. Yeah. You're in safe hands, <laughs> listeners, with Chris Byrne. <laughs> <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot the number of the ranking. I remember last time we did the ranking, I think I tried to keep tally. I think, no, when we did the Bond, ranked the Bond films, I tried to keep a tally of what both of you ranked, and I struggled. I've got, I've got, them, I've got them on the screen in front of me, but there you go. Yeah, so, what's your number 12? Um, so, my number 12 is Captain America Civil War. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, no disrespect, but what kind of woman are you? <laughs> I had to go somewhere. I, yes, I really... fire! No, it's off. I'm only kidding, go on. That's another one I'd like to talk. I must say, I was... I think Iron Man, I struggle to rank. Captain America, I struggle to rank. I don't I'm know why. I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> shocking. Positively shocking. Um, I had to show it Get out! I'm joking, people. go on. No, it's just one of those things that it's, it's kind of getting get to that point Whereas it's quite difficult, like close to the top ten, you get a kind of thing. Oh, it kind of just it got away from me a little bit, because um, it's, it's one of those ensemble pieces, and I do kind of struggle. I mean, fair play to Endgame; it's an epic, epic film, and you know it doesn't feel too baggy, in, you know, in places. Um, but the same with like you know Infinity War, like really massive ensemble pieces. It, sometimes it does collapse under the weight, but it's, it's a really, um, a really important story in terms of the comics. Um, it's, you know, fantastic film, but it's one of those things that just kind of there. Are, the films that I ranked higher that I enjoyed more, but still I have great respect for this film. It's a wonderful ensemble piece, so it doesn't mean I liked any of the less. I just ranked you know it at number twelve. People get bad news, and you see them in hospital characters, corridors looking a bit shocked, and then they go outside for a cigarette, which is shaking in their fingers because they're they're still trying to calm down. That's me and Chris right now. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. <laughs> You've fallen off your chairs. Uh, no, I'm, I'm... You know, see that like movie montage where where like where something really bad dramatic happens and like everything just sort of like it's... everything in the background just sort of slows down. And you get this like sort of weird melancholy music play over. Yeah, you know, in Endgame when you saw five years later and it cut to New York in the harbors <laughs> and, and, and all the streets are full of rubbish. That's what's happened to our lives now, Becca. <laughs> Yeah, this is, this is where you know in Moonraker with a double taking pigeon. That's just happened outside <laughs> my window now. Yeah. To be honest, if the if the um if the if the pigeon had just been given that news, it would have got whiplash. Yeah, um, like, so uh, the first big shock of the night, guys. <laughs> right? It's not me putting Captain Marvel. Like no, 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 that was that I I do yeah, think that's soon. there's things in all of our lists we're going to disagree with, and I, I think Chris has got Captain Marvel too too now, but. But Captain America: Civil War is in the bottom half. That's fine. Is that that's what it is? Really good decision, Becca. We love it. <coughs> anyway, Chris. What's yeah. um, well, not not to be controversial with uh, with it. Controversial. But um, yeah, my uh, show there are going to be problems. So yeah, I, 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 Becca, don't worry because I could I could outdo you here. Um, All right, more please. Spider-Man: Homecoming. What? Uh, no, I get that's that. Right, I'm, I'm not too far behind. Don't worry. Well, yeah, we are reaching. I mean, I, I, by this point, we are reaching into decent top tier Marvel. Uh, we, I, I, it's the reach around section. Of the yeah, show. I mean, Dave, have you done your your top twelve? Yeah, yeah I've done my twelve. Okay, well, I'll I'll, I'll 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 tell you what. I'll concede it with my uh, I'll with my uh, eleven because I was kind of. Tempting about which okay. way round I was going to do it. The my number okay. eleven is um, is Captain America for the first Avenger. Um, and I, I think okay. I think when it came to deciding between these two, I think probably Spider Man. Well, not probably, but Spider Man is probably the better film. But I 
I just there's something about the charm and the heart and it's Act Cap- One in, in it. It's in, Act One in Captain America that I just I just take to it. It sold me on Steve. I don't know. I just have. I just have a, 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 a natural preference. No disrespect to Spider Man, I think he's actually uh, a really good entry in the in the series. But um, yeah. mind you, if I was going to put Spider Man Homecoming in the wrong place, I'd do it just after Becca did put Civil War in the bottom. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're all we're all still sweating. <laughs> Calm down, God. <laughs> but, um, anyway, yeah. So yeah, but so basically, I think we'll talk probably more about. Uh, Homecoming uh, later on, but yeah, with um, yeah, it was just that 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 those choices were largely down to just like my own personal like where would I what would I rather watch or what what what's my personal affiliation? I think it's you know Cap's my favourite, and I think that, that film nailed Cap. And I and uh, and as we're getting closer to uh, four, uh, I do have a soft spot for those two uh, of that the films the Marvel films of that year. So yeah. Captain America. Oh, Captain America. I'm just watching. <laughs> what have you got at number 11, Becca? At number 11, I've got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yeah, so have I. So let's talk oh, about Oh, I've redeemed myself for now. For now, for now. For yeah. now. <laughs> for now. Until next time. You're kind of on probation. But... <laughs> Until next time, Gadget. <laughs> yes, let that. Yes. The trouble is, I've now ranked the very next film exactly the same way as Becca, so I've now got to like talk like, you know, like it's. What's your reason? Um, Volume two, almost interesting with the Guardians films. Um, I mentioned two films on the list. I think I've ranked quote unquote lower than where the general public would have them, and otherwise, I've got a list that most people would at least recognise. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is not that much weaker, but I, it didn't have rewatch mm. value. When I went to see it, it had its strengths in different places because, like, Guardians of the Galaxy came roaring right out of the gate. You know, 20 minutes into that film, it, it's just grabbed you and you're just, it's great. But the third act of Guardians of the Galaxy, I'll talk about when I get to the film where I've ranked it, but I didn't like it and I'll talk more about that in a minute. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 had tons of heart and, and lots of lots to like in its third act but i go back and watch it now and it's all right you know kurt russell's great the father-son stuff's great i'm quite a wimp for that sort of stuff anyway um for various you know re- reasons from my own life i'm quite a sucker for that sort of thing but guardians is, is the one property in the whole series that i seem to need new content each time i just when i go to re-watch stuff I'm always a bit like, all right. And that's why it's kind of in the middle. It's it's all right, but it's not better than anything I've put ahead of it. I had a good time with this film. Um, yeah, it's one of those films that it does, it, sadly for me, it does sort of drag and sag a little bit. Um, but no, it's just, as I say, we talked to the top of the film about, you know, our reasons behind these ranking films. And it's one that I did have, you know, have a really good time with. It's quite funny. It's lots of really good action scenes as well. Um, Kurt Russell, always a bonus. On fine form, and you know, there's, there's a kind of interesting twist. Well, is it a twist? I don't know. A twist that isn't a twist, you know, with his character. Um, you kind of don't really know where you know where he's going to be, what you know, what's going to happen, and then only to have like the rug pulled out from, from underneath you. You know, he's just proved that he's once again, you know, he's a legend, a really versatile actor. Um, and it's just, it's, as I say, the same with Ant Man as well. It's more about sort of like comedy, there's a ragtag bunch of you know, a bunch of characters who perhaps you wouldn't otherwise put together, trying to work out, you know. 
their own place in the world, as it were, in the universe. Um, and it's ones, again, that I didn't know too much about, unfortunately. Um, but no, I've really enjoyed this one. And I, with these two films, I kind of did struggle to, to rank them. But kind of that's why I put it in my uh, number 11 spot. Okay. Hey, we're getting to the cream now. We're getting to the top 10. Can you cheesy top of the pop to use it? What, you mean um, this? That's the one. Key that's the swinging symbols. Super. Right. Anyway, so. Super. Smoothly done, folks. <laughs> so uh, we're at, we're at number ten. So uh, after Guardians of the Galaxy two, at number eleven from you guys. Uh, I uh, my number ten is Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, the first one. Yeah, the first one. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. I had a feeling you preferred the sequel. Uh yeah, I, I yeah, I do. I, I do. I, I do think the sequel's better, but. This one's a really solid entry. I think it was bold. It was fun. It was fresh universe. Um, there's there's not much more to say. I think it's just a good good Marvel film to kind of crack up. And I, I think to what, crack one to crack one off to. <laughs> to cr- I was going to say crack open, but I thought that's just the wrong word. Wrong word. Anyway, yeah. But if, if you you're take... looking to crack one off, we recommend Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but I I think what um, why this film's actually uh, a, one one of the good things about this is that you can introduce someone who's never seen a Marvel film and it'll still it's it comes across as a as a fresh new world and I think it's actually it works as a standalone film or a start of a standalone franchise. Yes. In its own way. So, yeah. Uh, so, I think to its credit, I, yeah, I think it's... Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy is a, is a decent entry at number 10. Okay. At number 10, I have Thor Ragnarok. <clears throat> not going to say that much about it, just because we, we already have the biggest strength and the biggest weakness of the film is the amount of humour in it. The biggest strength, because they finally worked out what like Hemsworth's big strengths are. I mean, you can do most things, but yeah, you go light comedic and he's your man. And he's really good at it. So it's got all that, but the plot is so what? I mean, it sets up Ragnarok at the start and then returns to it right at the end. And then the middle stuff is just, what's that even about, really? Um, always nice to have a bit of time with Hulk. That's great. But yeah, it's just, it, it is so signposting its comedy and every scene seems to be written around a joke. And when you watch it with that in mind, it becomes really obvious. Do you know what I mean? You can watch it and think, well, that was quite comedic. But when you watch it going, they're writing this scene ready to do a joke, it really becomes obvious. And you can see it the split second before it happens. The camera cuts wide every single time. So it's, in its own way, kind of a little bit lazy. But in some respects, it's given Thor new life. You, you couldn't have you couldn't have had, four, you know, potentially a Thor 4 
that was the same style as you know the f- first two and i think there is a chance of like a thor 4 now would be it with or without the guardians so i like it i think this is one of the two films i've got ranked lower than the general public have it because i think most people seem to have it in their top sort of six or so but it doesn't belong that high in my opinion so at number 10 thor ragnarok uh, at number 10, I have Avengers Infinity War. I don't know if okay. that's too high, or too low, but yes, I placed that there. But yeah, it's, it's, it's bold, it's really brave. Um, stakes are really high. But yeah, there's kind of, for me, there was no other place for it. Well, I probably could have ranked it higher, but again, it also in terms of enjoyability too. But yeah, this is this is my top 10. Well, um, I suppose I could uh, go and start saying Infinity War's my number 9. Um... Mm. I, I think I'm in the right area. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, no, because I, I haven't named it yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's your number one. Oh, no. Um, I, I think the only thing that sets us down is that it it is that it's part one of a story. Yeah. And that that's probably its major thing. Other than that, I, it has a lot going on. Uh, I think its major triumph is Thanos. Marvel have done a really good job. I mean, I, I think we're all like worrying and think, fucking hell, the build up to Thanos. Um, is he going to be a bit underwhelming? Like, because they're like... nearly always shit Marvel villains yeah. as well. So the fact that you're going to fluff the big guy, yeah, yeah, the... not not fluff the big guy as in like a fluffer. As in like sort of give, <laughs> no, give, her, give her a nice comfy pillow and. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think Marvel were going to fluff the big guy. That's not what I meant. Um, anyway, carry. But yeah, but actually made. Uh, a domineering um, villain, powerful villain that is that that you can relate to in some way and you can understand. And he's sort of like the actually, iconic movie villains, isn't he? Really? Actually, have a character who think actually, I, I I kind of get this guy in a twisted, evil, obscured worldview way. You know, what I mean, he he has some sympathy to him, which is you don't often see in films in general. So yeah, I um yeah I. I uh, I can't talk now. Uh, Infinity War, I admire a lot, uh, and I'm actually kind of surprised it's this slow. But I think by the time we reach the top ten, it's we are just going into what I'm our surprised you both got it this slow. But they're top ten. I can't really yeah pick fault with it. But I'm surprised because I think I I think I've got it too low, and I'm I'm nowhere near naming it yet. But there you go. Yeah, uh, Becca, what have you got at nine? At number nine, I've got Spider Man Homecoming. Ah, so have I. Spiderman. So yeah, no, it's, it's... <laughs> yeah. We begged her not to do that during the show because she would have done it again and again and again and again. So that that's repressed. That's been Becca for about six weeks. Six oh, yeah, the pig tracks on the ceiling. We... All right, I've got it we... at number nine too, so we can both talk about it now. Oh, good. Uh, I'll, yes. I'm going to try and adopt uh, saying Spider-Man, but in a Spanish accent. <laughs> Okay. Just for a bit, of, and I'm trying to figure out how to do it now. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not obvious. It's not difficult. It's not difficult. It's not easy. Rather, lost Spider-Man. No. If you're Spanish and would like to say Spider-Man to us, write to us at expectus.gmail.com. <laughs> Send us or, a bad file. Or Irish. There you are. Yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man no, it's, it's, in an Irish accent. I'm not a huge fan of, of spiders. Obviously, I know Charlie has tarantulas, and they'd be too. Um. But it's just one of those things where, like, Becca you try and, <laughs> I try, you know, you try and make something something that's quite scary. You try and kind of make it a bit silly. Um, so I sort of pronounce it in, in weird and wonderful ways. Well, just and think so, of yeah, the, it's kind of just think of the Who song, Boris the Spider. There you are. 
Forest the Spider. Legendary song. So, yeah, legendarily song. <laughs> Epic. Um, you know, Spider-Man Homecoming definitely is, you know, is a really fun film. Um, and I think now, um, with Tom Holland, we, we do have what I consider to be, like, the, the kind of say it, definitive Spider-Man. Um, definitely a Spider-Man for, for this generation, for sure. Um, and, for, you know, for, for an actor so young, he really does sort of take on both aspects of the role, because, you know, you've kind of got the Peter Parker side and the Spider-Man side. Um, and you, you obviously can't have a Hang on, that's the same guy. Oh, <gasps> news alert. Fucking hell, I should pay more attention when I'm watching this shit. Like, <laughs> I wonder why he suddenly whipped his kecks off in that alley. <laughs> I thought he was just meeting someone. No, it's one of those is, you know, it kind of, you've got to get the, it's a new, for the new generation of, of Marvel fans coming in as well. Um, and hopefully he'll hang around in the role, you know, for, for a long time. He, do, he does it really well, I think. Um, it's probably better than some of the other ones we've had. <clears throat> so, yeah, although um, <clears throat> I don't want them to do the next year of school every two years because otherwise we will get into a silly territory in a minute where he's in mm. first year of college age 31 or something <laughs> but um i've got it at number nine as well i think it's it's a sign that they they've nailed spider-man i'm not convinced they've nailed a spider-man film yet uh certainly in live action i'm not going to get into spider-verse because we'll talk about that when we cover the spider-man films in a, a few series, series time but um I think it's fair to say with Spider-Verse, I didn't quite get the degree of love for it, but I thought it was very good. I'm not going to say anything particularly negative about it. But where a lot of people were like, that's the definitive Spider-Man film now, I don't really see that. So this is about as good as we've got, if you just talk live action. I would rank it probably above Spider-Man 2 if I was inclined to rank them, but a lot of that is Spider-Man. That is the fact that I like him a lot more than Tobey Maguire. That tech Mary Jane stuff didn't play for me particularly well in the original trilogy and so on. Um, but it's lacking a certain verve, a certain inventiveness, a certain life. And I'm hoping it will come with sequels. We'll just have to see. They've got the right guy. They've got the right guy and he's he's home. And I've this film had to go top 10 almost for the Marvel logo alone because I like I choked up at the logo. That showed you how much this film meant to me, that like he was home and how much I love Spider-Man more than I, even I thought I did. But the very fact I can love a character that much and only put it at number nine tells me they haven't quite nailed one yet, but it's also a sign there's a lot of great stuff to come. So yeah. number nine for me and Becca, Spider-Man Homecoming. I'm looking forward to uh, Far From Home. I think I've, I, I, I'm kind of quite keenly positive on that. I think that's going to be uh, a, a surprise... Uh, I would say surprisingly, but actually surprisingly better than we were expecting it to be. I yeah. think people are excited about it, but I think it's actually going to turn out to be well, way better. Well, I thought the better. teaser was crap, but it turned out they couldn't really show anything. And I yeah. think even now there's a lot they can't know, because Mysterio is well known as a very dishonest character, from yeah. the name, really. And of course they can't really sell that in the trailer, and they don't really want us to know quite what the multiverse is all about at this stage so we're still not seeing a lot i'm i'm still not convinced it's the right filmmaker and all the rest of it there's you know i would have i don't know we'll see but they've got they've got the right guy and that's that's so important yeah uh so are we all at our our number eights now we are at our number eight okay go first chris okay sure um i'm probably gonna piss more people off now uh black panther <laughs> but it's in, the, it's in the top ten, so you know. Um, so that makes it all right. Oh, yeah. as Becca said. 
Oh. <laughs> yeah, we know it's not like, you know, oh. it's not like leaving Civil War out of the and top Kenneth ten, is it? Concurs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, pre- a pretty solid entry, uh, really good. Uh, last that lets it down, quite frankly, that's probably the only reason why it's a bit lower. <laughs> but... What, but... Where it's like a school playground fight. <laughs> but um... An Asian at war with 50 people. But yeah, again, uh, New World, quite interesting, uh, decent character. I'm not too sure on the the tech element as well, but uh, there you are. I think the, the two first acts are actually quite solid. It um, is funny, isn't it, where they go, yeah. how did you do that? Vibranium. Like, that in itself <laughs> explains The answer to everything it. is vibranium. Yeah. How did you fix my back? Vibranium. What, have you put a fucking metal rod in there? What are you on about? <laughs> I'd like to know more details, please. Yeah. Some... Yeah, I, I bet Destiny with the Rounds spinning in his grave just thinking that, thinking all, all, all the technical bullshit I, I could have said. Yeah. Yeah. I could have got out on the battlefield. Look at Endgame. <laughs> oh, pay well, yeah, we, Thanos. Well, he, he did it in uh, License Killer Gas, didn't he? Kind he, of. He went out on the field, yeah. But, um, but you know, but I think I think Des, Desmond would have just Quite simply, well, just, I mean, you've, just, seen, you've seen the size he, of he would just berate, hands. Yeah, he, he would just berate Ch- Chikala and just gone like, he, he "Oh, pay attention." His, his yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I call it the Ghetto Blaster. Yeah. Okay. So number eight, Black Panther. Yeah. All right. I'll go next. Guardians of the Galaxy at number eight. This is the second of the two that I think I've got lower than consensus. I think a lot of people rank this to this day top three to five um i'm not going to say a lot because my reasoning is exactly the same as the volume two i need new content each time i don't think it's got massive rewatch value i think the whole prison stuff goes on way fucking too long people remember the um you know group you know they're doing that intricate plan and then groups in the background starting it all off they remember the best bits but that stuff is too long and the third act is possibly the worst in marvel uh up against some pretty stiff competition because Act 3s are never normally that good but Act 3 of this, the firing up at the sky and the Nova Corps and I didn't give a shit to be honest with you oh Peter Serafinowicz has died well I know Peter Serafinowicz from other things but so I know who he is but if you didn't know who he was would you care so um, it's it's a very good film um, but it only ranks this high for its universe you know the characters the interplay, the humour even characters like Drax, who just shouldn't work. Not with a former wrestler, you know what I mean? It shouldn't work, but it, a bit like Thor Ragnarok, it leans so heavily on its humour. But yeah, it's top ten, so number eight, Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, it does make you wonder like, where the fuck was uh, Captain Marvel for all those time. The Kree, um, the Kree wrecking up shit, and when, you know, she was like off around, you know, saving the galaxy. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And- I'm sure. I'm to sure. Be honest, I'm sure. I'll explain that, something, but it's the job you want if you're a lazy bastard. I'd be a brilliant <laughs> Captain Marvel. I'd just ring in once a month and say, "Now nah, I've been busy." That's it. You're brilliant. I, I don't know. The thing is, I, I don't know if she's under contract to the Avengers. She's still getting her pay packet. You know what I mean? Thanks, brilliant. Yeah, I've been busy. What doing? Oh, a bit complicated. I'll explain it to you sometime. The, the, you just just say the galaxy. <laughs> The galaxy, <laughs> it's still there. What, what have you been doing? Well, it's still there, thanks to me. 
<laughs> yeah. What have you got, number eight, Becca? Um, my number eight, I have Thor Ragnarok. For the reasons outlined below. Um, yeah, no, it's it's the funniest. And I, I can't pronounce his name, I'm sorry. But yeah, Taika Waititi is like my favourite director's Evs. Um, and does a fabulous job with this. Again, genius casting all round. Yeah, who'd have thought um, casting Chris Emsworth? <laughs> I know. <laughs> that was a bold he was, choice. He was stunned when he was stunned when he found out. Oh, that's a coincidence. He was in the last two. Brilliant. Definitely. But seriously, yeah. I'd say if, if you know if, you, if you're coming, as I said in the first the first time round, if you're if you're coming to his films through thought, then I can definitely recommend checking out um, Hunt for the World of People and also um, one of his earlier films, Boy. Um, which I think may be on Netflix, um, but is available on other streaming sites too, um, and also on home release. And also, obviously, what we do in the shadows, and obviously, which is now one of the amazing TV series, which is just hilarious. Have you seen it? And for now, you can offshoot, and yeah, it's really, really good. I'm really enjoying it. Um, and also, there you can offshoot onto um, Flight of the Concords, which is kind of be you know thinly veiled, <laughs> tenuous link, but still equally hilarious when it comes to New Zealand comedy. Um, but anyway, you know, we had a good time with this film. Um, loving the eighties, eighties vibe, um, and Kate Blanchett just as was probably like the craziest villain. <laughs> so definitely, she choose that scenery all day long. But it's, it's may not, you know, it's kind of, I just, you know, just it, you kind of have to go. Did you enjoy this one as well? Yes, I did. I mean, it's not perfect, but uh, just the eighties sheen. The entertainment um, value's high. It has high entertainment value. That's right, Chris. Thank you very much. Definitely. Uh, you know, I, I was quite com- comfortable putting it in the top ten, certainly. Yeah. Do you want to start at number seven? Yeah. <laughs> Chris put it down at 16. But mind you, I put The Spy Who Loved Me at 16 in the Bond list, so it's similar, I suppose. Yeah. In um, fact, the spread, the spread of rankings are fairly similar as well, actually. Yeah. Okay, Becca, what did you put at seven? Where's my disc gone? Um... <laughs> I, I minimised it for a second whilst I read something, sorry. Alright. Focus. Um, focus person. Alright, um, so number seven, I've got Captain Marvel. Okay. Yeah, it's one of those random things. I'd say other characters I don't know about are ranked lower. Um, so I think, why have you hide this one? Purely, you know, for the feminist Because it's a woman and you hate men. Yes. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Alright. No, but it's just one of those things. It's like, you know, Girls of a certain generation do have do have the icon now. Obviously, along with Wonder Woman, sort of smashing it definitely. Um, it's, it's very much for, was a better for film, this generation. Wonder Woman well, was a better film, but uh, of course we we're not course. ranking it here, though, are we? So no, rank it next time. Rank it higher, definitely. But yeah, I kind of think in, ter- in terms of you know, seeing her again at Endgame, I kind of thought, oh, she's going to be the one who would really you know put Thanos in his place and, and, and bring an end to it all. And she's, she buggers off for half the film. Like, oh, I'm busy. There's other plans to save. You know. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, what a deal or need no deal, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. That's what been on TV for years. That's yeah, but chase. yeah, but it's a different galaxy. <laughs> She's they're, off on they're, pro- they're probably doing a remake over Watching there. Watching reruns of. If they found a different guy, they, they, find, they find a different blonde bloke with a tiny beard <laughs> to present <laughs> it. She's gone down to Creepy Bottom <laughs> to watch those other programs. Yeah, um, funny enough, that's where that's all where um, Paul Rudd's wrinkles are on his bottom. That's why that's why right. it looks so young. <laughs> that's why they call it a cookie bottom. I, I'm still reeling from the shop deal, or no deal's not on anymore because I didn't know. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so I, yeah, I ranked that at my number seven. 
How about yourselves? Black Panther at number seven for me. Um, it I ummed and ahed between this and what I've put at number six, basically. Um, but at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. They're both kind of top six or seven, so fine. Black Panther's uh, um, promising more than anything else. I think it's... It had a cultural impact, and we that I was... I think they thought Captain Marvel would have, and it sort of didn't in the same way. Although part of that was it was even closer to the Avengers films than Black Panther had been. Black Panther had like two and a half months or whatever it was to itself. Captain Marvel had just over a month. So, um, although it's grossed very well, Marvel uh, Captain Marvel, and in absolute terms, rather similar actually worldwide. Black Panther certainly had the cultural footprint that 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 the later film didn't have it was no surprise to me when all the portals opened the first outline you see is t'challa he's got he's just got real pull in this universe but and you know there's a bit of bond in the first act i was so disappointed on first viewing because it went away after the first act but now i know i've been waiting for a decent bond film for ages I know. <laughs> no one's come along. You get one in the you get one in the strangest places, but yeah, there was a lot of bond in the first act of it, from the Q influence to the casino stuff, but with a fresh spin on it. They weren't just cop- copying a Bond film. It was very much Marvel. I mean, it was all action. The sort of action Bond couldn't do. It would never attempt. Obviously, um, it was funny. I think the biggest thing, but I think it's more promising than anything else. I think Black Panther Two will be a better film whenever that comes along, and the third act again, it, it's Guardians level poor. I think we're supposed to feel something because he's fighting Killmonger. Well, I like the Killmonger character largely because I like Michael B. Jordan, but it, it didn't quite have the effect on me that I thought it was going to have. Uh, you know, if you if you told me what was going to happen and what his motivation was, I thought I would have found that quite moving in principle but in practice it didn't do that much their fight at the end is pretty crap to be honest and before that you've got a load of battlefield stuff where it looks like about 50 extras having a bit of a fucking dust up tens of men it's meant to be a nation at war and when marvel have made the money they've made that's actually kind of unforgivable at this stage the best action sequence in the film was buzan um which is only about 25 minutes into the film i think i'm guessing there Mm -hmm. so as a film it's all right as a property it's fantastic and i think the biggest thing i can say in its favor is it gets better with each watch and the characters get better with each watch okoya made no impact on me on first viewing now i get it totally so yeah black panther at number seven uh well um i think uh, dave will be thrilled uh my number seven is four (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah this one's just like I'm surprised that you ranked it so high Uh, well I'm really surprised he had the balls to laugh at you for putting something in the wrong half (laughs) (laughs) there we are we all make our mistakes don't we oh we do I think this one's just more out of personal uh, personal choice Um, I I just really take to to it I understand it's criticisms I understand it's not a perfect film by stretch of the means I mean even down to like uh, Chris Emworth's uh, blonde uh, I, um, <laughs> eyebrows um, rented but, from the Nigel Mansell Museum but I don't know there's just like a real charm to it uh, you know I need a horse I think I think it just gets extra points for that alone um, it, it also got like Loki you know Tom Tom Hilson um, I, 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 this has 
this is purely to me character and has a lot of emotion to it that uh, that I just don't get from the other films. That's why it's as high as it is. And so I think while yes, I, there is some criticisms that I, that you can lay at this film that clearly aren't at the others because they're just at a higher standard. Um, this film does uh, hit um, a more emotional thing for me. So than the others do so that's why it's as high as it is but yeah uh, 4 is at number 7 for me uh, so two. basically 13 pa- <laughs> uh, thirteen places on Chris's list between Thor and Captain Marvel which is a competent version of Thor anyway <laughs> what have you got in number 6 Captain Chris? Marvel is not competent at all anyway yes it fucking is it's not <laughs> apart from the wigs they're not very competent the wigs. They should. They should have gone to the Nigel Mansell Museum and got one. Um, yeah, the two. The two guys wearing the wigs in. Yeah. Okay. Captain Marvel of shit. Anyway, we got number six. Uh, number six is uh, the Winter Soldier. Fuck off. <laughs> nope. I mean, sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> nope. What an interesting choice, Chris. Tell us about that. <laughs> Pissing everyone left, right, and centre. <laughs> you were doing so well. <laughs> um, really? This is like you were holding Man City to a draw at seventy minutes, and we're now we're now five minutes on, and you're four nil down. <laughs> Carry on. So... They're doing so. Oh, Carry on. Anyway, so we are reaching the you know the the top tier Marvel film, so it's difficult to differentiate in terms of quality. I think that's I... no excuse, Chris. It, well, it is because I I. I... I, you know what? I just never take to this film as much as um, popular opinion would would have it's me. It's not. It's not fun. I don't know what it is because there's a lot of things I like about it, but I just happen just to prefer other Marvel movies. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I mean, all all, all I will say is uh, I think Civil War does it better. Um, so I mean, just. I just imagine like yeah we did the rankings episode how did it go well yeah my list was this what was I've heard Chris before what's his his list like well the Winter Soldier just shaded Thor (laughs) 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 alright go on yeah right okay and relax (laughs) (laughs) Right, well, we're calling me down. What have you got at number six, Becca? At number six, I've got Guardians of the Galaxy. Just purely because, you know, it's one of those great ensemble pieces. Um, Sorry, the comedy value of it as well. We were caught in, in, in complete silence there because that's a staggeringly competent choice <laughs> after the last five minutes because I think that's roughly where it belongs. I think I fell off my chair? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Ted Danson would be breaking his hip when he listens to this. We have to get him on the show. So absolutely, Ted. Ted, we did a joke for some reason out of nowhere that you fell off a chair once in a film that doesn't exist. Would you like to appear on our show to discuss Mission Impossible too? <laughs> Please advise. <laughs> also, would so, you consider doing so, cheers? So, 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 Ted Danson, does this film exist? No. Have you ever once fallen off your chair? What no, type of chair also, was good it? Night. If if you could fall off a chair, what? 
What type of chair would you choose? What type of chair would you fall from? <laughs> and would you like to fall off it doing a double pistol thing, sort of John Woo Mission Impossible 2 style? Where, where do you purchase your chairs? Or would you prefer chairs? to fall off a chair whilst jumping from one building to another on it, Mission Impossible 6 style? Where, where do you purchase your chairs? Walmart or Ikea? Well, those are the only two choices. Well, I don't know. What I'm was just... your chair made of? Is it plastic? Is it metal? Is it bamboo? Or what? Bam- bamboo. There's so many questions we could ask him. <laughs> yeah. Does it have a cushion? All, all largely chair related. Does it have headphones? Does it have wheels? Does it have casters? You know what? The, these that are the man... questions people want to know. We get to right to the heart well, of the big questions. If you wanted to, like, uh, talk to somebody who was the highest paid sitcom star for about a decade in the world, and also work with Leonard Nimoy, and we've done a Star Trek series. Yeah, you'd ask him about his seating arrangements. <laughs> so, Guardians of the Galaxy, Becker at number six. Yes. That's what? pretty much it. What else can I say? Wise words. <laughs> okay, my number six, you'll be pleased to hear, is is like a decent choice. Nah, Becker's was right. I think Guardians, is you got it in the right sort of area, I would say. Um, I think I had it. I've got it where I want to put it, but it feels too low in in sort of general consensus, if you like. Um, at number six, I've got Iron Man. This is my sort of golden eye choice. This is my it's so important. I have to put it fairly high. This universe lives off the back of this man's work and this series. So what John Favreau established and what Robert Downey Jr. established. It's still a really good film. Again, it's got a weak third act, as is common with Marvel. But I think, firstly, the first two acts are so good. And secondly, a lot of what makes Act 3 weak is, is kind of budgetary at this stage. And I'm, I am more likely to forgive it in a film that is so effects-heavy anyway. But also, I think the film is kind of helped in the whole across the whole piece. It's helped by having a fairly low budget, I think, in that um, I think it, it has to focus on character work. There's very few action set pieces. There's him getting out of the cave. There's him um, sort of with the Mark II armor. There's the return to Golmira, and there's the stuff at the end. There's probably, I don't know, eight to ten minutes of action in the whole film. So, And it's very efficient, isn't it? It's very much like, you know... I it's think a we tight said... film. I mean, it's, I think we said, uh, I think the implicit we're implicitly leaving Act 3 out of this almost. But the first two acts are like Back to the Future tight. Mm. They, they really are. Like, every scene has a point. It, uh, it be it character or plot. Um, or plot so and and that's really what I had to think I was t- t- really some of sometimes on this list you're almost pairing films and this was almost paired with Black Panther and when I looked at it I mean Chadwick Boseman made nowhere near the effect on me that Tony Stark's you know the Rob Downey Jr. did as Tony Stark and it, it's not as tight a film. It's not as well structured. I mean, in Bat mm. Panther, they're taking his powers away for every two fucking seconds, and I'm used to it now. But on first viewing, it was vague. It felt vaguely ridiculous, actually. Um, and I can actually spot more dodgy effects in Black Panther than I can in Iron Man, probably because Iron Man is less ambitious in the first place. There's not much between them. I can't put it top five. I think this is probably from Guardians up. So my number eight up. I think all of these could probably top the list with probably the exception of Iron Man. I think after 22 films, it would be very hard to stick the first one at the top. I think they have built on it quite well. But it belongs, you know, this this 
whole series was built off the back of this film. And it's not just that it went first, you know, um, r- relative quality compared to the rest. It, it's better than a Doctor No, although it's ranked very similar to what I did with Doctor No in that ranking list. But yeah, Iron Man at number six for me. And I just have to say as a final little thing, I am really shocked I'm the first to mention it. I thought I'd have the highest of the three of us. Well, uh, you should say that because it's my number five. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I think you've pretty much said what, um, what how I feel. I think uh, Downey's great. Uh, I think it's just a really solid um, entry. And I think, I think in a way, it, it, how, where Marvel's gone, I think... I don't. I don't know. I can't speak for any any of us or listeners. I think it almost gets forgotten about. Yeah, I think. Oh yeah, hang on. Yeah, this did start here because uh, this how far we've gone. And actually, it's quite a, a nice, tight, enjoyable little film. That's that. Who'd have thought we'd have gotten this far with it? You know. Um, so yeah, I, that's that's all I add on it. I think yeah, it's, you know, absolutely. It's the film that started it all. Um, it rejuvenated Downey's career. It's a. Uh, it's a very enjoyable, tight little film, and I uh, and I appreciate for its tightness and its um, and uh, I actually quite like uh, Jeff Bridges in it as well. Uh, despite I think the only downside he's kind of tampered with a a, a weak for that film thing. Uh, yes, where, but anything before that is actually. He he's he's quite a formidable villain, even though we don't know he's a villain until like towards the end. Anyway, but the the reveal works nicely. It's only up to where you have to fight the the other big guy in an armored suit that it gets a bit all right. It's a bit generic, but other than that, I think yeah, Iron Man, decent number five. Well, snap because Iron Man is also at my number five. Okay, so we've got them really similar. Yeah, one six and two fives. Yeah. Okay. We, we didn't we didn't share the list beforehand, so. No, no, no. Um, we well, I think when we did Bond, I shared my list, and I think, but I typically write them earlier and faster, mm. so uh, mine was ready, and I think the, those two were sort of still tampering with theirs right near the end, so I never got to see their list, and when we did Star Trek, we didn't share them anyway, so by and large, we don't share lists. This is always a bit of a surprise to us. Uh, but they did happen to see my Bond list, and they frankly forgot it anyway, because there's like 25 films on it, so you're not going to remember what's where. But, um, yeah, okay. Anything you want to add on Iron Man before we move on, Becca? Um, no, but as I say, yeah, even though some of these characters say that perhaps I might not want to, I think here, as I say, it did wonders for his career. Um, and I think you can prove that you know he's got so much star power that he could carry on that character for, for another decade uh, and plus. And you know when he does finally spoiler alert bite the bullet in um, in Endgame, um, it's it's really heartfelt. And I don't think you know there's a dry eye in, in the times that I've seen it. I don't think there's a dry eye in any of the houses <laughs> in which I saw it, in any of the you know the the cinema screenings. So it just goes to prove you know what impact he's had with the character through you know through the course of the course of that decade. Plus, but he was never so. bested. I mean, when when you get no. when you get the Avengers. I can't imagine uh, anybody end, else in the role now. Well, it's just so. Endgame when it finishes and you get all the character signatures, um, Star Trek VI style. Yeah. He's still in the Shatner role. He's still the one that goes last. He's still the name. Now, I'm sure that's part contractual, but he's still the big star. Exactly. And yeah, there, he's the big draw. There was nothing to say that would definitely have been the case. So uh, it showed you what an impact Iron Man made. 
Exactly. Uh, okay, you went last on that, and so consequently got least less to say. What What's it, number four, Becca? So number four, I've got Captain America Winter Soldier. Purely because right. it is the best of the Captain America movies. So that's only two places of like a below above mine. My ranking. Yeah, I know. Above, but, below, I know, but, mine. I know, but we we wasted our we wasted all our like bile on a ranking of Civil War. So I've got to just be quiet and respectful now. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> I ranked that one in the right place. It's, it's one of those things. It's just you know, this time I knew where it wanted to go. It was somewhere, somewhere in my top five. I'm sorry it couldn't be in my top three, but by concession, it's in my in my top four. <laughs> In the one percent, um, but yeah, by concession, it's in my number four spot. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, and it, yeah, it's one, for me, it's kind of one of those classic 1960s, 70s, like paranoia thriller type movies. Um, and yeah, it's, it's the kind of it's best in, in terms of the Captain America series for me, anyway. I really enjoyed it, um, and it's a they sort of films you just don't make anymore. Um, I, I think you know, I think it's kind of append the political status quo. I think is is really important. Um, it's a really good solid film. I I do yeah. I do remember at the time when it when it when it was out I I, I did have like a, a vibe of this mid nineties mid um, uh, mid budget mid budget action film that we don't get anymore. Uh, I mean maybe yeah, John Wick. Do you or, mean like Enemy of the State or something? Yeah, actually actually for some reason I was thinking uh, something like True Lies. You know what I mean? This this kind of like random offshoot <laughs> film made by like studios with. Uh, Bit with... Which I've seen now. I finally saw that for the first time last. Really, year. I have seen True Lies now. Yeah. It's it's a, it's a remake of a French film. Uh, yeah, which uh... the True Lies. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. But which which makes sense because like when you, when you see it, you think yeah, it does have a bit of a French vibe to it actually. But yeah, um... I was about to ask any listeners who could speak French to write to us at expect us to talk at gmail dot com, but no one's going to speak French better than I just did. So forget <laughs> it. <laughs> Let you lies, yeah. Uh... <laughs> well, that was pretty good. Nice. But yeah, but yeah, it did get me like hungry. We don't get these like don't get any big, don't get any sort of like almost like big budget, uh, action like proper action movies anymore. Really, it's all unless okay. it's unless it's like off a franchise anyway, and uh, or or like a Marvel film or something. It took a little independent to come along, like Captain yeah. America: The Winter yeah. Soldier. <laughs> so it did touch that vibe to it, but yeah, um, that, that's all I want to add on it. Okay, what have you got for Chris? Uh, at four, I have Guardians two. Uh, yeah, I, I. I thought you said Thor again. That's really surprised me actually. Uh, ranked Thor so, so highly, I'm really surprised. At, at number four, four. At number three, four. <laughs> <laughs> And number two. Oh. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Um... I am very, very much not surprised by this because um, I'm not even going to refer to our review of it. I'm actually going to refer to when you saw it the first time. Yeah, yeah. That's in the lifetime of this show, and we covered it on a summer review episode, and you were just fulsome in your praise of it. Yeah, I just, uh, I just instantly sort of okay. Well, I think that's probably top. Five, you know, and I was actually sort of thinking maybe top three at the time as well. But then again, maybe that's that was before other films were coming. So yeah, um, I just thought it's really it works really tight on and its character and uh, character work and letting its characters making rational choices and let that guide guide the story. And it had a really heartfelt ending that I that 
other Marvel films don't have, and it had a really nice message. And yeah, I think out out of all the films, this uh, out of all the Marvel films, this this is one of the ones which which has a real uh, emotional punch and uh, had and meant something as well, which you don't or don't necessarily see. So yeah, that's why it's as high as for me. It was a relief to watch an act three that earned some emotional beats. Yeah. Because these films just switch their fucking brains off. Mm. And, you know, not only did it have some um, inventiveness in this action, they're fighting inside a brain effectively, um, but it's got real heart as well. Yeah. You know, again, it's back to the father-son stuff, which always has a bit of a pull on me for various reasons. Um, it's only when I've rewatched it, I, it didn't have any of that effect on me the second time. But I think that's me and the Guardians full stop. I had my I had volume two at eleven and the first one at number eight. To be fair, there's not much between them. That is kind of a you're getting into the elite level, and it's a bit of a nitpick. I think the first one. It's just more memorable, frankly, in a lot of ways. But I thought Guardians 2 was a more consistent film. Yeah. Certainly a more consistent film because Guardians of the Galaxy, you might as well switch it off after an hour and a quarter, honestly. Um, At number four for me is The Avengers. Uh, We're getting into nitpick territory now. We're getting into the sort of, I think my top two stand apart, but certainly from three down to about seven, they could have gone in almost any order, to be honest with you. Uh, the Avengers was a film that just shouldn't have worked. Now, in hindsight, when you look back, of course, it was going to work. You know what I mean? They, Marvel, as a comic book, exercises, but you know, had shared universes for years, um, and they ought to know what they're doing. But I, I was sceptical. Phase one was a bit iffy anyway. I ended up ranking it fairly high, but I, I didn't particularly like the first Avenger the first time. I, I didn't really like Thor the first time. We didn't know what we were going to get as the Incredible Hulk because there'd been a recast. Um, I kind of had a feel for what his banner would be like, but I think it necessitated a redesigned Hulk, and I didn't like the original Hulk. I still see social media chat where people say that was the best design. It's like, really? You know, dreadful. But um, So I went into the film really unsure. Um, and you're bringing back the Romanoff character where she'd just been a wet dream in Iron Man 2 very pleasurable one but <laughs> I wasn't sure there was a, I wasn't sure there was a, a character there really um, we hadn't seen much of Barton small little cameo in Thor that was about it well it's not really a cameo when you're not famous is it kind of a small part um, and then it came together and my recollection of the film is the first 40 minutes is a bit perfunctory and actually when we reviewed it it's nowhere near that long um, the setup's a little bit clunky and getting the band together is a little bit clunky and Loki is like a first level villain you know he's not the boss fight so the Avengers to me still feels a little bit proof of concept but you've got to prove the concept at some point and they proved it in style and it stands up as well I I thought I would go back to the Avengers and find it a little bit twee a little bit like remember when we thought this was a big deal mm. you know particularly when you look at the last sort of shots of endgame and everyone is there you're going back and getting excited about six people or whatever but it stands up very well it's very funny it suited whedon it didn't it turned out whedon didn't have a second one in him but it really suited whedon to the degree that if you'd have told me after that film he was quitting or he was only going to do one more i would worry worried about the universe um so, so I've just done a little cut there, listeners, but I'm actually going to just front up exactly what's happened. I've just done my number four ahead of my number five. 
and we did the, the other two's number five fours before I did five so I'm gonna have to do four and five together uh I haven't named I, w- I was just about to get to the point in talking about the Avengers where I said but well, a better directors were about to come along and all of their films are better and then I realized the first one I needed to name I haven't named at number five I've got Infinity War um I was a little bit surprised Becca and Chris have got it as low as they've got. I don't think they're wrong per se. My only problem with Infinity War is there's no room to breathe. This is this is what I thought an Avengers film, a, a bit like Age of Ultron, but a lot better than. In that it's it's overstuffed. Frankly, you haven't got time to like spend any time with anyone, and any exposition has to be sort of dealt on the fly. So. Tony's wedding in that it's a throwaway remark and it works but it's a better feat of filmmaking than it is a film so um, whilst I applaud its ambition and have to put it above the Iron Man's and the Black Panthers in this world it it doesn't it doesn't come close to going any higher it sort of sits in a little sort of valley by itself my top four are well above it but yeah infinity wars at number five and apologies for screwing that up listeners uh the avengers is that number four and as i've been talking for a long time can somebody else start the number threes <laughs> at my number three <laughs> i'm just gonna cream on in um at my number three i have black panther okay for reasons mentioned above um yeah no this, this is like the cultural landmark of, of the MCU, definitely. Um, I, you know, even though sadly Thread to is greatly underused, hopefully she'll get her own spin-off movie. That'd be cool. But I, I love the Bond scenes. If they, even if they weren't attention, intentional, um, the car chase through um, Busan, Busan, not Seoul, <laughs> Busan. Yeah, the, the the car chase through Busan is, is fantastic. Um, again, the kind of the answer. You know, how do you do that vibranium? Well, there it is. You know, hopefully we'll all we'll know more as time goes on. Um, but no, I, th- I think it's it's sad that it's taken till till now that, that this film can be made. But I'm you know I'm really pleased that cinema has come this far. It's sad that it's taken too long. But we have it now, and it's it's fantastic. This is a real piece of landmark, landmark film making. Yeah, and that's enough. The footprint can't be denied. You know, as much as people say, you don't get a lot of it, and and it more than captain marvel it's just the trolls and i think more than captain marvel because it's a better film than captain marvel so captain marvel will get a bit more legitimate criticism if you like Mm. but black panther you still read a little bit of like whining at the affirmative action and i think well you know if if every superhero is a white male superhero a white male then all of a sudden when you do anything to redress the, the balance at all people start whining like it's preferential treatment i think it's very wise even if it's even if just to build audiences it's very wise to go into other continents and see other people and we'll get you know we'll get a bit more asia in phase four as well i'm sure of it so because we are going to get sort of a martial arts film in that phase i just think it's it's a big world let's see a bit of it i don't think that's the problem though i think it's mostly well a it's you know, Twitter is a very, very small world in comparison of to the rest of it. Uh, but I think, I think what what you find is a lot of it just a lot of people just sent to arguments a lot of the time, and it's just like people. It just gets very high schooly. I think. I, I mean, I, I I blame the arguments on both sides. Quite frankly, you all get pretty pretty much nitpicked because I think the they uh, assign uh, bad intentions of of 
of of of each other, and they tend to attack those intentions rather than just sort of be, hey, it's a film with, a, it's the it's a, a black superhero film, isn't that great? Yeah, great. Yeah, it's it's gone with our lives. You know, it has to be this. Yeah, it has to mean, you know, all, all these other political meanings like Black Lives Matter or 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 anti SJW type sort of type sort of thing. It just it just kind of makes everything all ugly, really. It's just so. Um, but, but I think what I think Black Panther has transcended that yeah. because it's a better film than that. Yeah. Um, but also, like I say, by the time of Endgame, when all the dusted people make their reappearance, who do you see first? Yeah. And uh, I think that is a sign that this 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 character really captured the zeitgeist. Yeah, definitely, definitely. In uh, a way that probably nothing has since Iron Man. No, I mean outside, it's, of, outside of the team. Yeah, I mean it was a brand new world as well, you know, and it was. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I, I think I think Chichal is actually quite a good um, stoic hero because um, I think we'll we'll get into a, another film, his first appearance, where he he, he does make an impression as well. Um, so well, yeah. let me do that then. Let me do that. Well, then. I'll I'll, right. I'll do my number three. I'll do my number three. Oh, wait. Go on. Um, are you about to do your number three? I've uh, lost count now. Count. Only, uh, yeah, only because of what my number three is. But you might be saying the same thing. I don't know. Let's do yours. Okay, uh, mine is mine, Avengers. Uh, the first Avengers. Sorry, film. say that again. Uh, the Avengers. Avengers. Yeah, the yeah. first one. Uh, I think. I think it's. I mean, yeah. I mean, as you as you said before, it feels very. Um, doesn't sound as as big as the, the other films in 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 comparison now, but uh, for then it yeah. it was a big deal. And uh, you know what? It's it's still it's still fun. It's still funny. It it still rattles along. Uh, and I think it was the exactly the what the film it needed to be. And I think it's very, for that it's very satisfying. Uh, I don't have much to say about it beyond that because I think. Um, it it is just that it's just Whedon doing what he does and making like a fun, um, fun film where all the characters just like having like nifty one liners interact with each other and we just get a joy of just seeing them interact and uh, I think this was important for Marvel going forward. I think had this not worked, we would not have got this far. So uh, yeah, Avengers to my number three. Uh, what's your number three, Dave? Well, my number three is Civil War, which is why I was going to go straight into it, because we were just talking about T'Challa's first appearance. Um, Why is it not top two? I think it could be. I think the emotional stakes in this film are as strong as anything in the series, really. Um, I've talked about it a lot, where you shout bigger numbers to get a bigger reaction from the audience, and it's not the way to do it. You know, there's something about... Cap and Tony's relationship fracturing over loyalty to Bucky and Tony realising that he knew about his parents and stuff like that that isn't matched and you can shout billions or trillions of people at risk and it doesn't feel the same Mm. it's not top two for the simple reason that the villain's weak I, I I can't even remember him half the time or what he wanted I always need reminding but it turned out it's Nicky Lauder. Um, <laughs> so, uh, salute you, Mr. Lauder. Obviously passed away just before recording this. Not like just before recording it. But, um, and also the character... So, so this one has nothing to do with us. Good, just to clarify. Yeah, yeah we, we mentioned yeah, we Nicky Lauder after he died. But, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I 
think the character introductions are really clumsy in a way that Infinity War even did better. And when you think Infinity War's got to introduce people, loads more people very quickly, but it's all kind of really quite organic. Whereas here, you know, open, I keep saying it, but opening a van and there's Scott Lang, I just think, how fucking lazy is that? So the character works great. The Russo's work is great. I do think it's a step down from their first entry, which I haven't got to yet. Um, but in hindsight, this gentle, the ramping up of scale works. I did hear complaints that well, there weren't many of them at the airport, were there? And it's like, well... Firstly, one step at a time. Let's slowly introduce people. You can't just throw 200 people on a screen and have them all have an arc. Um, unless they are just fodder, you know, like like at the end of Endgame where you can just throw everyone on who was you know, wherever, the armies and so on from the last one. So it's quite of clumsy in execution, but it has a ton of heart. It has emotional stakes. This is, we are now into peak level Marvel where we are into films that could top this list but it has a few minor flaws that keeps it out of the top two. Number three, Captain America Civil War. And has Becky done your three? Yeah, Black uh, Panther yeah. was... Oh, okay. Black Panther. oh, was it? Yeah, that was it. So we're in our top top two now. Um, yeah. So... I'll tell you what. Let's play the jingle again. So on we go. So so shall we re- <laughs> so shall we re- recap what we have left, or shall or shall we just dive straight into it? Uh, should we dive straight into it? What do you think? Uh, well, let's have a. It's be between two films, isn't it? Uh, well, I know what Becca hasn't named. I know what I know. One of you haven't named. Yeah, no, no. I know what you, you two haven't named. Yeah, so I know what's there. So we have not her. Yeah, go on, Becca. Do you want to go first? Um, yeah, so I've got Endgame as number two. <laughs> it's, it's, so have I, Becca, so have I. Yes. Oh. Oh, interesting. Okay, oh. That's, I know what your number ones are then, yeah. so I'm just filling all that in as we go. Yeah, oh. filling all the gaps, yeah. 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 No, it's, it's very rare it kind of happens, you know, it's kind of the, the latest for now, this phase, it's the last film in, in this particular phase of, of the series. But yeah, it's one of those films that does, it brings everything all together and with, with great, great weight, great depth, great emotion. And in terms of like a film series, it's actually like Bond and the Star Trek as well. It's kind of really up there. It's one of those films that really do pack an emotional punch. And as, as I said, I, I, throughout this series, I do, I'm a bit weird. I, I do struggle with anything that's got like a really big, like on, huge ensemble cast. Yeah, I can um, see I, that know, in your rankings. I can see te- that in your te- rankings. Theatrical plays, oh, no, no problem with anything like that. But sort of films, there's just too much going on. And I do struggle a little bit. I'm a bit special. You have to excuse me. Um, but th- this one is fine. Not a problem. Um, so it's a bit contradictory. Apologies for that one. But no, this, this is a really culturally important film, um, especially in terms of this particular phase as well. So you have to. Had to rank it very high, um, 
Yeah, number two. Yeah, uh, I th- I almost feel like if you if if you were to do this again, six months, this might be number one. Um, but I think for now, maybe because it's just like maybe just too early. It's just still setting in. Uh, I I think I think uh, I don't know. I'm I'm not still quite sure. I'm settled on where it is. However, I think it, you know you have to acknowledge. Not just the quality of it, uh, but also the the scale, the importance, and just the achievement in just in what they've done. Um, I, I think we're sending a view that the whole that the the end game feels more, almost like it's uh, Marvel's greatest hit, greatest hits in a celebratory kind of way. Uh, and I do mean that, not in a negative, but in the best way possible. It's it does it it quite cleverly with the whole time travel aspect kind of go go back with the previous films and you get to relive the new the you know our favorite moments from all the other marvel films and it's quite clever in doing that but also it 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 finalizes uh, tony's art it finalizes cap's art it does it all does it all so well and it pays off brilliantly uh, after after what maybe 10 years is it about 10 11 years um, Eleven years, yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure we can probably pick faults in its logic, um, and maybe some things don't make sense. But uh, let's face it, who fucking cares? Um, you know, just do the Austin Powers thing, and just and just and just don't try not to think about it. And enjoy yourself. Uh, so yeah, uh, I, I think just the sheer scale and the achievement, and uh, just the sheer amount going on, I think. Uh, Endgame earns its place at number two, maybe possibly future number one. Who knows? I don't know, but um, we'll see. But yeah, for now, Endgame is number two. Okay, my number two is Captain America: The Winter Soldier, and I really <laughs> agonised over this. Good. Sorry, really... sorry, Dave. Why? For putting it as low as it is. Yeah, I, I feel was, bad ranking I, it at number I was, four. I was a little bit stunned to be honest, because I just think this is like almost inarguably like top tier. <laughs> Um, but you know we've all got different views on stuff and, and Chris for example launches a very sort of compelling argument for, for what will be his number one now so I, I, I sort of see the point I think if Winter Soldier has one flaw it's the fact that it's part of a series where it didn't reverberate in the way we thought it was going to that reveal of like it's been Hydra all along was jaw dropping at the time and and you kind of left going fuck. What does that mean? You know, and you know the government hearings and shit like that. And and now he's going to go off and find Bucky. And it, it was just you know, and what happened with Nick Fury and stuff. I just thought this is this has just got the ability to absolutely un upend the whole universe. And then it kind of didn't, did it really? Let's be honest. <laughs> it's also um, probably, <clears throat> along with Black Panther, probably the, one of the least fun of the top ten, uh, in that the MCU tends to be quite comedic. This really isn't, although it, there's enough in it that it still feels Marvel. You yeah. know, I, I don't have any complaints with it. It's not incredible Hulk, you know, Dower or it, whatever. It's more character stuff, isn't it? Particularly with uh, Sam, like, you should do another lap. Have you, have you just done it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He ran. What's it? Thirteen miles in thirty minutes or something. Yeah, and and it was just a jog as well. <laughs> that wasn't even sprinting or anything. 
so it hasn't it hasn't reverberated in the same way and in fact when we did our review i probably had one of the worst viewings i ever had of it this is one of the f- films i rewatched i had to just because i was so agonizing over my top 2 i rewatched it and i left i stuck it in at number 1 and left it there until about a week ago when i really sort of sat and thought about it again so yeah i rewatched this two, maybe 3 or 4 weeks ago i watched it fairly close to end game anyway and i just think it's wonderful i just think the character work with steve the scenes with peggy or the scene with peggy that scene with peggy which we um were <laughs> not, so the, not the scene we we rewrote though the the one that we were so respectful of when we reviewed the film um we made some naughty sex jokes out of that but in our defense he wasn't actually shagging her oh he so was but to... his future self was uh yeah no he was he was <laughs> He, he was shagging someone. I just seen like there was, mind, there was a deleted scene where we never got to see where the reveal after Steve leaves, his older self walks in and goes like, "Right, let's get back to it. Let's get down to business." I had a wonderful viewing of this when I when I rewatched it recently. You, you've really got to kind of concentrate as well, not because it's difficult particularly, but you just get so much more out of it if you give yourself as few distractions as possible. The actions an underrated part of the film the action was sort of better than I remember the big sort of chase sequence with Nick the first you know big action sequence with Steve it's just it's almost perfect and and where I was struggling with my rankings early on was that balance between the fil- a film standing alone and a film as part of a universe you know I had this with the Incredible Hulk do you rank the Hulk worse because it doesn't even worse because it doesn't fit in with the series that well or 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 not and that's all gone away now i'm pretty comfortable sticking it second if someone said to me you know if i was to defend this series to somebody if someone said i've never seen any marvel i've heard it shit or something like that and they said can you give me one film that would change my mind well I think you could start in worse places than iron man actually because it's nice and simple but if i had to hand somebody this series crowning glory i would hand them captain america the winter soldier i can barely we'll talk about my number one when we get to my number one and in fact i'll go first on that in a minute because we've already seen it on both of your lists it's probably the best film in the series it's just not got the emotional gut punch or stakes of either number three or number one actually Civil War was was a lot more heartrending in its way. Um, as with regard to Endgame, I've stuck that at, in at number one. I'm very confident it will stay there for some time. This is an historic piece of filmmaking, but unlike Infinity War, it's it's married to a great film. Infinity War was set in the chessboard, doing everything it needed to do. Infinity War was about whipping through a lot of plot points. Here we've got three distinct acts. The first one is quite mournful. I think how rare that is in superhero films, dealing with loss. Maybe The Dark Knight Rises or The End of the Dark Knight where he loses Rachel and The Dark Knight Rises. No, I suppose he's not really dealing with loss in the same way in that film. But you you take my point. We've seen it, but it's rare. Um, He has a moment in Dark Knight. Yeah, but yeah. uh, yeah. But I mean, this has a lack. And people trying to move move on with the film as a caper film i like caper films you know i i've always enjoyed it you know i've always enjoyed the oceans 11 of this world and i say always enjoyed them uh, most of the sequels are not that good actually but i i like that sort of thing um certainly a couple of years ago i enjoyed stuff like logan lucky a lot more than chris did when we reviewed it for a summer review but um 
so I like that. And then the final act, yeah, there's flaws in it. I mean, I, I honestly, I, I think I've got a track record on this show now that, you know, I'm all for like representation and stuff. But when all the women lined up on the battlefield, I cringed. I thought that yeah. was so fucking on the nose. I cringed. Um, it's because it's forced, Dave. Eventually... That's what it is. It's just like yeah, that's what just... it is. That's what it is. It's forced. It's like look, look what we've done. We've put the women but, there. Look, see? but the things that when you have like say Captain Marvel, I mean, you got like the Wasp, and you got yeah. like uh, other notable ones. But you have like uh, the the uh, the mind reads from Guardians, and you have um, what... like she'll be a lot of use, won't she? If you need to send someone to sleep on the way, and you have Chikala's sister with a little blaster. You just think. I don't think you're quite up to that. <laughs> no. Don't worry, I'm here. <laughs> Cheers. Um, not only that, it's like, how would they have heard? They're, the way they're all hearing yeah. each other is quite funny as well. Avengers! Assemble. <laughs> <laughs> We're already here, Steve. Um, no, but I mean, I loved it. The emotional gut punch of, of Tony. I came home kind of a little bit traumatised by it, you know. I, I cried several times at this film. I haven't cried at anything else. I got a bit choked when he was sat with Peggy in The Winter Soldier. I did. Um, but, I, I, you know, I was genuinely a little bit unsettled. And then for a few days afterwards, all I wanted to watch was Marvel films to get that universe back that this was representing the ending of. So it doesn't quite stand alone but it does i think you could switch this on and figure out what's happened yeah so um i think it probably stands alone a little bit better than almost infinity war but infinity war has an ending to be fair it's just not a happy ending um it was a real tough call between the two but yeah i'm gonna leave it at that avengers endgame at number one for me and uh yeah so my number one is uh, is civil war um uh yeah i think this could arguably be Endgame. Um, That's top as well of, yeah. of the second half. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, regretfully, I ranked it too low. But <laughs> no, mind. you didn't. Don't worry about it. You ranked it where you wanted to put it. It's fine. Go on. Sorry, Chris. Yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah, I just, I, I, I think from compare between the Civil War and Endgame, it was one of the the few Marvel films which actually did feel like a comic. Like I was just, it, it was the motion picture version of me flicking through like a graphic novel. And it felt like the the, char- the characters were were making the, the the choices that they were making. It was asking, actually, asking these moral um, moral decisions like where where would you stand on this? Where you know what is the right right thing to do? You know it it, it kind of had the balls to it, to actually put these things forward. And not only that, you actually had the dynamic of the two characters literally clashing. You know, yeah. um, so Endgame had like <clears throat> America's ass, and this had America's balls. Yeah, yeah, okay, well put, <laughs> okay. well yes. put. But yeah, uh, uh, yeah, Endgame would probably have a bit more of an emotional kick in terms of like the journey we've been through. Uh, this felt much. This Civil War felt like a, an emotional journey of where these characters are, and I mean, there was a bit of the journey where we've got to because we have to build up. Our love, our love and respect for these characters, but um, I think, but the, what 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 makes it even worse? Uh, worse, sorry. What makes this work is just actually how we consider their journey throughout the entire films. They are making the logical decisions. They are like they, it is justified, like where Tony is after after um, Iron Man, after the first Avengers, and then and then uh, Avengers two. 
it does make sense and same with Cap with you know, Winter Soldier he this is where he'd be now you know this is you know and they're following through with their with what they believe they're not just like going through what the script asks them to do um and it's very it's very well made it's uh the action's great uh it it, it does almost like the unfathomable task of introducing not one but two other like mark uh, Marvel characters who have yet to actually appear in their own standalone film yet, and does it well. Um, I, you know that, that that's amazing to me, and considering how packed this film is, uh, so yeah, it's it. I I just had to uh, admire just how great and how well made this this film this film is. So for me, uh, it is number one, um, and uh, yeah. It, I almost like want to want to, want to do like a like a, a like a double like the double uh, number one with that this and game, but that'd be cheating. That would just be copying out. But yeah, no. Um, Civil War is uh, my number one. Certainly, I think we've all got number ones. I can get on board with entirely, even if I don't necessarily agree. Becca, tell us about your number one. So my number one is Avengers Assemble. No, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> there's no such fucking thing. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, you, so, know, so you like, know that film with John Steed and <laughs> that film with Ray Fiennes and Emma Thurman with Sean Connery as the villain. Really, there was see that a, there was a very similar film that came out in 2012 called The Avengers. Do you mean that? That's the one. <laughs> yes, here in England we had to stick a symbol on the end of the film because people thought it would be like the film version of the 1960s spy series starring dumb. Patrick McNeigh. And... This was already printing money by this point and what bothered me more wasn't just the change of name because like the film you had in America as the professional we've got as Leon. Exactly. So uh, we are yeah, aware that you get names now and again but it was staggeringly fucking inelegant as a name. Avengers Assemble is a really inelegant name. That's my problem with it. They've just picked something so fucking lazy. Um... Do you know, in hindsight, it would almost be better if it was Avengers colon assemble. Because then it would be Avengers colon something every time. And the first yeah. one would have been the assembled. But literally, the Marvel's The Avengers would have been fine. Because it's Marvel. Yeah, rather um, than just Avengers. Uh, that, that would avoid confusion. Most of, most of the people who watch the event, you know, the Avengers on TV are fucking dead now. It was decades ago. It was just really, really stupid. So I refuse to use that title. I, I, I think you should have just gone with uh, Avengers Into Darkness, but there you are. Avengers making lots of money. Um, yeah, I put this Thanos one. Uh, Julian Singh. The Avengers, <laughs> the movie. Avengers, come at the movie. <laughs> the movie. <laughs> they don't do that anymore, do they? Except when it's Mrs. Brown's boys or something. The movie. Yeah. Get a sequel. The, the, the motion picture. The sequel. The cash in. Alright. So why have you got this top, Becca? Why? Um, I think, why, why, Becca? <laughs> Two words. Tom Hiddleston. Um, no, I think for me, this is kind of where the interest kind of kicked off, really. Obviously, it took took a few years. Um, but no, this is, I think... Just so everything that happened around the time of the film, it's all got a bit conflated, to be honest. Um, 2012 did really well. In terms of my work-life balance, it wasn't a good year. But in terms of like culture for, um, for for England and for the UK, it was such a massive year. You had like the Olympics, you had the Jubilee, you had New Bond from coming out as well. Um, it was just for me a massive year. Um, and for this this is probably the film that I've had like the best time with. 
really enjoy it. I keep on going back to it, back to it. There's lots of new things I can see each time. Um, it just works on so many different levels for me. Um, and for this one, I had because I enjoyed it the most out of all of them. That's why I had to rank it number one. Um, I appreciate Civil War, um, not Civil War, yeah, Civil War, um, may probably be the better film. Um, but for this one, it's the one I keep on going back to time and time again, um, just because everything that I have attached to it. Um, such a fun film. And for me, it kind of really set set the mould, I guess, um, and was kind of like my in, my way in to to the rest of the rest of this wonderful cinematic universe. And that's it. So twenty two films, three lists. One of them really good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> two of them questionable. <laughs> All right, that's it for Marvel. We are going to move on to... What are we going to move on to next? We're going to do a Cinematronics episode, me and Chris. Then we're going to do a Bond commentary, which I'll announce to sign us off in a minute. And then we're going to move on to Mission Impossible. And that's it for Marvel for a while. What, how, how's the journey been for you guys? Been emotional. <laughs> long. Yeah, it has been long. We've had some <laughs> breaks. Yeah, I, I am glad it's finished. I'm sort of I'm, I'm getting to like similar to to I mean Bond is fine because I can go on forever and ever and ever. I'm in, but like with Star Trek, for example, I'm kind of feeling the same sort of fatigue that you felt, Dave, with with the Star Trek movie. I mean, I see. We all felt that. We all. I, felt I've, that. Learned, I've learned a lot. Star Trek after about eight weeks. I've learned a lot about it. Like, it's, it's something like I I didn't um, grow up reading the comics, but obviously it was something that you know, so my, my my late granddad, um, you know, dad kind of got um got got into. I think he, I think he sold ended up selling some of the comics. Um, but that was quite interesting as well. So I've kind of learned a lot about, you know, the uh, uh, early Marvel comics um, from fans who I've interacted with. Um, but yeah, I've, I've learned a lot. Definitely, it's been educational. It's been emotional. It's been really interesting, really fascinating. And it's good to see like the evolution of you know effects of costumes and things like that as well. Um, especially if, costumes you know, really come needed so far. to evolve because they weren't good in the first Avengers film. No, they come a long uh, way. Definitely, yeah, they have come a long way. Um, I, for me, it's been. I haven't struggled with it. I mean, Star Trek, I was struggling. By the end, I, I was really surprised as well because I like Star Trek, but by the end, I was just sick of it. I just wanted to be done. And the show's come out all right. If you stick on something like, I don't know, Insurrection or something like that, one of the later ones, you can't tell we're bored. I think I finally sort of revealed that in the rankings almost. I was there going, fucking sick of this now, you know. And I really was. And I don't feel that way about this, but we have been going since about last July because of a couple of breaks. I definitely think we, inadvertently we did better for having a couple of breaks because I think I was complaining deep into phase two we hadn't even we hadn't nailed an episode and you know the end result's probably fine and we're, we're happy to put them out and we're reasonably proud of what we do but didn't do any episodes until really late in this run where I thought yeah that's one of our better episodes that's really good it took an awfully long time because the thing is most of the films are all right and I think actually some of our best episodes were in phase three because the films are getting better. I think, you know, um, but the funnily enough, you know, some of the early ones, they're not bad. They're not good. They're not, they're not, they're nothing really. So I've enjoyed the series. I'm glad it's finished. Um, the standard is really high. I mean, you're getting to good films faster than you are on a Bond ranking list. Uh, so I think the overall standard is 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 really really good. I've enjoyed it. What about you, Chris? Yeah, I I enjoyed it. I mean, it's been it's been it's a little bit sort of harder because of my focuses have been a little bit elsewhere as well. So, um, but yeah, it's been nice to actually. I think Cinematic Universe is definitely worth um, 
doing it was it was actually quite uh it was actually quite good to actually sort of find out where i revisit these things usually when it comes to marvel i i, I must say i can have i probably watch them a couple of times in cinema and that's about it i don't i rarely go back and revisit it. i might I might watch one or two if they pop up on Netflix or something like that. But generally yeah. speaking, I don't sort of tend to revisit them. So it was really actually really nice to go back and revisit from where it all began, especially with uh, Iron Man, um, which was... But, uh, yeah, but it's always nice to actually sort of re-watch them and figure out where I stand, like, rankings-wise even, because I rarely bother doing rankings uh, you know, a lot of people. So whenever there's a new Marvel film, they they just have rankings that's already set, and I just never could be bothered with it. So I finally have one, <laughs> and it's a, a controversial one, so it's nice. But yeah, controversial. Yes. <clears throat> you know, funnily enough, I think when we did Bond, I actually thought my list was the most controversial in places because I stuck the spy love be really low and things like that. Um, I think I've got the least controversial list here. When I look at my list, I just yeah, yeah. go. Yeah, that that actually seems all pretty logical. I don't mean right or wrong particularly. I just mean you'd we would find more lists that yeah. look like mine than look like yours. I think I, I knew mine would be the more controversial one, the, the yes. more random one. Str- 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 even before I even did it, I knew like well, and I think my preferences are going to be. Yeah, you're always uh, controversial, Chris. Well, I knew that when we reviewed Thor and you were talking about it. I thought this Bellin's going to stick it in the top ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, like you know. We were trying to rank as we go, and it was like, well, you know, you had Iron Man number one, thinking you knew, knowing the Avengers was coming up, and you just sort of had to like mobilise when, when you want it. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll, I guess we'll we'll see where we where we where we land. Maybe we do another rankings once uh, some more films have come out, and we, we see where see. more. Definitely, the next time you hear us rank anything, I think will be Star Wars when we got Charlie in. But we, I think we've been asked for that several times, so we will do it because there it is coming to the end of a saga and there are 11 films oh. now i think there's just about enough there to do that and i won't be controversial that at all no, no. <laughs> empire strikes back at nine yeah all right okay so <laughs> social media folks for me you can find me at the pasty kid 1976 on twitter uh, you can find the uh, find me on Cinematrucks on Twitter, uh, and you can also find uh, all the old shows at Cinematrucks.co.uk if you can't find them on iTunes because what the fuck? But there you are. Yeah, you can always find them on on the website. Yeah, we've just yeah. lost the Roger Moore tribute fucking episode. That's the last one to drop off. No, I wonder so. why that is. Bit of a pain, but oh well. Chris will find probably... out one day. Well, on yeah, we'll... we'll have to write to them and say, "Excuse me, what's going on?" Um, yeah, so you can follow us on Twitter at the Expect Us to Talk. You can also find us on Facebook under the same moniker, Expect Us to Talk. Um, we're also on the YouTube, Do Expect Us to Talk. And also you can find us under that same name on iTunes when our episodes aren't dropping off. Um, probably YouTube is probably the best place to find us. Um, yeah, we're on iTunes, um, Stitcher, um, Podbean, all the all the best places to find your, your podcatchers. Um, and if you want, you can drop us an email at expectustotalk at gmail.com. Super. So, for the first time since last summer, we're going to do a Bond commentary. It's going to be two weeks away from the uh, perspective of listeners because uh, we weren't available in the interim, or Becca wasn't, so Chris and I will do Cinematronics. Uh, I thought about this. This is another one I friggin' agonised about. I was down to about four choices. <laughs> I Originally, I was going to start with uh, do a Sean Connery film. I've changed my mind. Oh. Um, 
and I just thought, well, the last Bond commentary we did with the man with the golden gun, which is, let's be honest, shit. Um, and it's been uh, years since. The show's good, but the film's crap. Uh, it's been, a, I thought, after a year, we owe people a really, really good Bond film. So, therefore, do you expect us to talk? We'll return with a commentary on Casino Royale. Yes. 